Dancer. Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Welcome to Dan and Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this episode is 2003. Mission accomplished. I'm Dave, he's Brandon, and that one over there, he's Danny. Thanks for having us. We gotta go. Wait, what? <laughs> what, what? Oh no. We're done? No. A lot more to be said. So stick around. We gotta get going. Like, <laughs> yeah, we gotta go. Let's do it. Oh, like, we do gotta go. Like, yeah. We have yeah. a lot to talk about, yeah. a lot to digest and uh, ingest, for sure. 2003. Uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure if this was, like, themed to 2003, what you were saying. Like, we gotta go. Well, mission accomplished it was, but then I just, like, didn't really let that simmer and sit, so I immediately went to the other thing. But, yeah, remember when Bush had that? What was he smoking? That was, uh, that was a weird moment for sure. Mission accomplished? Yeah, right. No, I think that was, that was accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did it. We did do it. And we're going to do it today, too. On this episode of Dan and Bravo. So, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> oh gosh, 2003. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, this is presenter Brandon. I, when when Dave said he's over here, that's me over here. No, I uh, didn't say that. I said I said he's Brandon. Oh, that one over there is Danny. Okay, so I'm Brandon. So I didn't. I yes. didn't like. You didn't put me present in a location. Present you spatially. Yeah, you're spatially right. locate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. This is me. Uh, you know, looking forward to, as we've been saying all this time, this is when we're, our formative memories are just getting stronger and stronger. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we, you know, it's not just us looking back at time and speaking on things that we didn't experience. Like, you know, this is when we could have experienced some of these things and witnessed some of these things. And, mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, you know, uh, we're witnesses for sure. Yeah. And a couple of interesting things, uh, I, you know, I found, um, for, for some of the stuff. Uh, so I'm looking, uh, forward to talking about 2003 and hearing what you other two presenters have to offer for the year. Uh, we're like three Kings, the three Kings. We have gifts to offer. Is that this year, Brandon? You, oh, the, the movie. It's around this time. Oh, right? oh, like the um, the birth of Jesus was that this year? <laughs> no, 2003. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. No, that was like yeah, that was 99. Three Kings. Okay. All right, not that far off. A couple. Three Kings. Oh, Four I thought years. you meant like the another movie. The passion of 
the Christ. <laughs> uh, that was around yeah, this time. I refer, yeah, I usually refer to that movie as Three Kings. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it focuses on that part of the Jesus story. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Well, Three Kings is a prequel to... Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, Passion True. of the Christ. Um, and then the sequel is Four Brothers. It's Passion yeah. of the Christ, yeah. Three Kings, Four Brothers, Fast Five. Yeah. Six Degrees of Separation, Seventh Heaven. I can't do a show. Unless that is, probably is a movie. Probably is a movie <laughs> called that. Can't do a show. What about... Uh, Seven years in Tibet. That's okay. good. Eight men out. Eight men out. What? Two, eight men out. Cusack. Eight men out. Nine. Hateful Eight. Uh, oh, we're going backwards? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going like, yeah, si- side by side. <laughs> American History X, because that's 10. <laughs> that's 10. Okay. Or I guess okay. uh, Jason X. Jason X maybe is better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ocean's uh, 11, 12, 13. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's easy. A, yeah. um, All right, I don't... Mm. I'm over it. Really good idea by me. I'm over it, though. Um, all right. I'm presenter number two, presenter Danny. Excited to talk about 2003. Uh, actually... District 9, did we say that? Okay, Dave, nine? I said Please. 9. Brandon just said oh, the movie, the movie nine. 9. Okay, gotcha. Then he did all three Oceans, which is a cop-out, but we'll take yeah. it. Could have done the movie 13. <laughs> yeah, Ocean's 11, 12, and then 13. 13, right. I don't know. If you can think of one with 14, that's that's a tricky one. I can't think of 14. 14 going on 40, right? Isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. 12 angry oceans. Right. Yeah. All right. Enough All right, good of this bit. crap. Um, Dan? Like I said, presenter Danny. Um, that one over there. You know, I put together all this. <laughs> that one over there. That's me. That one over there. Put together all this stuff from 2003, and I'm not. I don't know. I think I'm whatever on this year. Yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't want to. I gotta like, be honest. It. Sorry, guys. I like, <laughs> like, eh. There's some fun, funny stuff, but like, I don't know. I always feel like I have clips and stuff that are like out of nowhere, and all this is like, uh-huh. yeah, meh, all right. I, I will say I, I didn't want to spoil it too much, but I was like, yeah, kind of a not a great year, like pretty bad year. Yeah. Shit year. Because we don't have like we don't have the post nine eleven juice that two thousand two. No, had. it's it's like the post nine eleven malaise. Right. The bonds are are not. You yeah. know how we were all together after nine eleven. <laughs> the bonds are coming undone. Yeah. We're starting to question what's going on politically. We weren't just like sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and that fracturous state, I think, uh, led to the cultural divide we live in now. So, <laughs> yeah. shit yeah. Really shit yeah. But um, I'm Dave. Sorry, are you done? Wait, now I'm confusing myself. On this show, do we talk about kind of where we were at in the year, like school-wise? We, we probably do that on board School bills. School-wise? I think we did that on board bills. I think we, we will did do, do that, that next bills. week. Yeah, We will. We will do that. Ne- yeah. Okay. So yeah, never so mind. It's eighth grade into freshman year. Yes. But we will talk more about that next episode. And uh, I am Dave Cologne, presenter number three. I mean, I have some fun stuff, you know, because my topics are pretty fun, but... <laughs> I don't Dave's know. Maybe uh, Zoom. Hold on, Dave. Your Zoom. I can't see your mouth. 
<laughs> the Dave's camera. Okay? It's been it's been like this the whole time. It's just nose up. Like, are you like worried that it's not me saying these things, or <laughs> could be could be What's the issue? Could be AI. Yeah, yeah, it could be AI. Yeah, like no, but then it's like an audio thing. I mean, I just. Yeah, just just do that. Oh, I know you wanted to have the office. You don't see the office sign. I can put. Uh, I'll pull it down. Uh, so when pull it down a little. Is it a magnet? Well, then, you no, know, I can just tape. It's taped. Oh, it's it's taped to the wall. Okay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> How's this look? It's a little bit lopsided now, but okay. It's it's on screen. So and you can see my Th- mouth. This is, this is so much better. I would have been thinking about it the whole time. So. <laughs> Great. Okay. So whatever I can do. Um, it is me speaking these words, and uh, oh, man, Dave just went back up again a little bit. What? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How about now? How about now? Okay. No, I don't know. You just moved it up. Oh, it's like, a camera. It's a camera yeah. issue. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. You. We're good now. Good audio stuff. Great. Um. So what else? Anything else up front, or should we just get into this year that we don't? particularly want to even get into <laughs> uh let's get into it dan do you have the well weather? it's oh three I mean, and we're feels th- like appropriate for this year we're three presenters there's that this is oh that is oh three presenters oh, three. There, is. there is oh that. three there's that that's fine that is cool okay <laughs> um dan, dan, dan. So yeah, I pretty much intentionally, unintentionally, I've done uh, like an every other year sort of thing with the weather, right? Mm. This is mm. this is an on year. On year. Oh my God, his mind. <laughs> the weather's back on. I'm back yeah. to kick off the show with everybody's favorite segment and Dan and Bravo of you know where I share just really, you know. With weather news, it's only good stuff when you share news-related weather reports, weather incidents. Yeah, you know, a lot of heartfelt stuff, though. A lot of um, touching topics. Yeah, on this one, you know. But uh, <laughs> I'm back. It's weather, Dan. Uh, precipitation. Yeah. Uh, or the weather co- weather cocktails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so glad it's back. That's the one we're all waiting. See, for. That's the one yeah. we were all waiting mm-hmm. for. Happy to be mm-hmm. here. Um, I do think this is probably the best Dan and Bravo theme music that gets used in the editing room is the the Weather Channel stuff. I, I do like what Dave plugs yeah. plugs in to this, to this segment. Yeah, Pepper and a lot of Weather yeah. Channel style smooth, music. Yeah. Smooth jazz. Smooth you know. jazz. It's, very, yeah. it's Kenny G light. It's even lighter than Kenny G somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kenny G soft. Soft G. All right. Um, soft G. Yeah, soft G. That's good. Lowercase G. Okay. Uh, 2003. So, let's talk about the world and then more local weather as a whole first. You have global temperatures in 2003 were 1.01 degrees Fahrenheit above the long-term average. A little hotter. Okay. Uh, A little hotter. Long-term average is from 1880 to 2003. It's ranking 2003 the second warmest year on record. Which tied as of 2002. As of then. As of then. As of then or as of now? As of then. Probably kept getting hotter. I mean, it probably keeps getting hotter. I don't know. But at the time, second warmest year on record, tying 2002. 
Uh, the warmest year on record was, uh, if you remember, it was actually 1998 with uh, an anomaly of plus 1.13 degrees Fahrenheit, a little hotter. Ooh, I do remember that. Damn. And I yeah. was going to bring it up, but you you beat me. 98 degrees. Wow. 98 degrees. Wow, there we go. Oh, um, I wonder if that's, if that's why they uh, so it's, did that. it's hot again. Well, um, I wonder if that's why the weather did that. I didn't put together. I didn't well put together. I didn't copy and paste the information I read about Europe in particular, but Europe dealt with a heat wave pretty bad. And like a lot of these countries, I remember reading about like the north of France. They didn't know how to fucking deal with it. They don't, like, it doesn't ever get this hot. So they like people died. Like it was because they're all idiots who don't know how to deal with the the, the heat. They're all idiots. <laughs> um, no, that's messed up. But yeah, it was bad. Bad heat wave Europe experienced. But a uh, New York Times article from December 2003 called Hot Spot in 2003, The Earth, UN says. <laughs> Gotta check out the Earth. The Earth the is spot. the hot spot yeah. in 2003. Um, that's what the UN says. The World Meteorological Organization, which collects data worldwide, said the three hottest years since accurate records began to be kept in 1861 had all been in the last six years. So maybe we should listen to Al Gore. Very relevant guy at this yeah. eh, at this time. I think his doc is, is it next is it 04? 05? I don't know. It's coming soon. It's coming, coming soon. soon. But uh, today in weather history, I think I did the date we're recording this. No, it might. I think I had the date wrong because we were supposed to record a different date. So I don't actually know what date this is. It is. It is. It's either May thirtieth or. Oh man, how am I gonna forget like this? Like the twenty fifth. Right. When were we supposed to record last <laughs> Tuesday? So the twenty third. Something like that. So it's the twenty third. <laughs> It's either one of those two dates, but in 2003. Yeah. So, oh, wow. So 20 years ago. Exactly. Or not exactly. So today in weather history. But it's also not the date this gets released. It's, it's at the time we're recording it. So Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, so, so whatever. It's general we'll call it end of May weather. Uh, Chicago had a high of 65, low of 50, partly cloudy. Lovely day. Chicago, um, from where Danny's at. Philly, very similar. Had a high of 61, low of 57. Cloudy. Ooh, Philadelphia, Brandon. Not partly cloudy. It said cloudy, so it was cloudy. Okay. Would have been nice because it was hot recently. And maybe this stupid segment is where we announce that Dave doesn't live in Long Branch anymore. I don't think we've said that on the show. <laughs> no, well, this is the first time or is it the second time? I guess it's the second time. I guess time. the second time. Recording. Maybe the third time. I can't really remember, but... Yeah, but this might be the first episode release order. You're you right. No, no, no. No, it's, no, no. Okay, but no. either way, I don't have the Long Branch temperature because it's not relevant anymore. Yeah. I got the Jackson temperature. Thank you. High of 57, low of 54, cloudy. Again, very similar to Philly. Not really that far from each other. Hmm. Um, no, it's not, Brandon. So, yeah, wanted to do that. Uh, let's talk about some weather events, as I always do as well. There was the, okay, the Mid-South Derecho of 2003. The what? Mid-South. You've heard of the Midwest. <laughs> this is the Mid-South, different region. A Derecho. Um, don't know if I've talked about Derechos before on uh, no say. the show. Maybe yeah. I have, but a Derecho 
is a widespread, long-lived, straight-line windstorm that is... Long-lived... Say that one more time. Long-lived? Widespread. Widespread. Long-lived. So it lasts a while. Long-lived. Straight-line windstorm. It's associated okay. with a... F- a lot of, like... <laughs> a lot of dashes there, right? A lot of hyphens. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hyphens. Um, it's associated day, 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 with a... Day, day. Fast-moving group of severe thunderstorms known as mesoscale convective system. Um, I have special guest Leslie right here. What's, go- oh. what's going on? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but as a self-proclaimed incredible storm chaser, um, I wanted to let everyone know that when Dan and I first moved here to Chicago, um, we experienced a derecho where it was over a hundred mile an hour winds. And Dan oh. repeatedly told me he can't get off any work calls while tornado <laughs> sirens were going off. <laughs> and in fact, we, add, we had to go down to the basement. And what did the front of the house look like compared to the back of the house? So like looking out my window where I record the pod and where I work professionally, like it just looked kind of windy. I saw the trees, but then like, but then like, Leslie was begging me to get off the call and come to the basement. When I looked to the back, trees were like sideways. Okay, <laughs> like so. Ah, thank you, Leslie. No, Les- wait, Le- thank you, Leslie. Oh, wait, we have a question for Leslie. She can't hear your question. I will. I will say her questions in my headphones. Did you ever have that haircut? Did you ever have that haircut? The racial. The racial. The racial. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's okay, delivery. Bye, Brandon's pronunciation delivery was a little better, but I think her reaction says it Brandon, all. Brandon, coming in, coming in with the jokes when uh, the guests are on. Wow, unheard of weather woman stop by. Um, <laughs> weather woman. Yeah, weather Dan. Wow. But uh, I think of a good name for Leslie. Hmm. I don't know. Less wind. Less, less, less wind. leaves. Less leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Less leaves. Less leaves. That's really good. <laughs> uh, there we go. All right, excellent. That was Less Leaves with our special report. <laughs> um, trying to embarrass Weather Dan. and Well, it's because I am a Weather Dan, and I can handle it. I knew I could have handled it. I could have stayed on that call, but uh, no, it got really bad. It got really bad. I definitely stayed in here too long. Derechos. Derecho. So, okay, we know what a derecho is. So, the Mid-South Derecho of 2003. So, it's an event that affected parts of the southern United States, particularly southwestern Tennessee and northern Mississippi, including the Memphis metropolitan area. It left seven people dead and enormous damage across the region. So, hit Memphis very hard in terms of major cities affected. And, um, Dave, what's going on? My office sign is just crooked, so I'm trying to make it straight while okay. you're reading a couple more. Right. Trying to make it straight, like these winds. These straight, exactly. straight line winds in excess of 100 miles per hour, just like uh, less leaves, I'd said. Um, <laughs> it's a real thing. The storm became commonly known in the area as Hurricane Elvis, as its winds reached the level of a Category 2 hurricane, because it's Memphis, it's Elvis. They were calling it Hurricane Elvis. Oh. Wasn't a hurricane though, but it reached the level of a Category Two hurricane. But it's a derecho, right? Okay, so that's that. You have the North American blizzard of 2003. Feel like blizzards. Hear about blizzards every year. Feel like it's a blizzard every year. But here's another one. 
The blizzard of 2003, also known as the President's Day Storm 2, or simply PD2, <laughs> the sequel, was a historic and record-breaking snowstorm on the east coast of the United States and Canada, which lasted from February 14th, Valentine's Day, Sweet. to February 19th. 2003, it spread heavy snow across the major cities of the northeastern and mid-Atlantic states, making it the, making it the defining snowstorm of the very snowy winter of 2002 to 2003. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, all cities from D.C. to Boston were covered in 15 to 30 inches of snow, and those cities were brought to a standstill due to problems caused by temperatures and the snow. Hmm. In Baltimore and Boston, this hmm. was the biggest snowstorm on record with 28.2 and 27.5 inches, respectively. Respectively. Man. And the snowstorm paralyzed much of the East Coast with, the, with its heavy snow. All in all, it was the most significant and powerful storm to affect the major cities of the Northeast since the blizzard of 1996, which I definitely talked about. Washington's... Oh, uh, forget that one. Yeah. Reagan National Airport, Baltimore, Washington International Airport, Philly International Airport, LaGuardia Airport, New York City were shut down completely. And Dulles How about Airport. Jackson Airports, anything? <laughs> like the a private airport? No, they were they were going strong. <laughs> For the, people got to get their flight lessons in. But like the uh, <laughs> there is one nearby in Lakewood. Is that Lakewood it's Airport? Lakehurst, right? Or oh, oh in Lakewood? There is one in Lakewood. Oh, who knows? I don't know. There's a lot, yeah. And uh, of planes in the air. Dulles yeah. Airport had one runway open with snow continually accumulating. Road travel was nearly impossible. So that's crazy ass blizzard. Blizzard. Does Dairy Queen ever like team up with like actual wizard blizzards like to tie in their desserts? Yeah, you'd think so, right? Like an easy cro- cross promotion. Yeah, like I think they'd capitalize on um, that. Yeah. They're like Are you having a hard, like even a hard time with this blizzard? Stop in for a blizzard. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't um, know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you lose power and might freeze to death? How about some ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then my final segment. Um, I feel like I haven't brought this segment back. I don't even know if I brought it back this season, but Whoa. this is uh, Natural Disaster Danny. E. He's back. Uh, or uh, Natural uh, Dan's Ass Turds. <laughs> Dan's Ass Turds, Danny. Okay, th- this is pretty fucked up. So, the BAM earthquake in the city of BAM, maybe it's BOM. In Iran, De- okay. death toll was at least thirty-four thousand people that died from this earthquake in Iran. Four thousand in Iran. Yeah, earthquakes really fuck shit up. I've said this before on the show. You didn't fuck up a comma, right? That's crazy. Earthquakes really fuck everything up. So many people die from bad earthquakes, like all over the world. It's really sad and really bad. Um, injured up to two thousand, two hundred thousand people. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, over thirty-four thousand people died. Okay, there was a CNN article from July 2003 called No End to China's Flood Misery. So China had really bad floods uh, throughout the country, forced the evacuation of 2.3 million people. 2.3 million people had to evacuate China, or at least the respective cities they were in. Um, It was really bad flooding. Uh, Summer monsoon had fed rising floodwaters from the country's remote desert west to the densely populated east, killing more than 500 people. So that was bad. No three. And then mm-hmm. in September, Typhoon Maimi? Maimi? M-A-E-M-I? Maimi? Maimi. 
was the most powerful typhoon to strike South Korea since record-keeping began in the country in 1904. Best typhoon that hit South Korea. So, um, yeah, I wanted to end on a, you know, on a positive note with this segment. I always do. Weather, natural disasters, very related. Those numbers are in the positive. Yeah. But... You know, I, I we I started 2003 in the the weather segment. You know, talking about how like whatever with this year, but yeah, the show is just filled with surprises. We had Les Leaves, mm-hmm. special guest, unannounced. Didn't know that she was coming. <laughs> I assumed she was not going to do her coming in to tell me some emergency with Sarah, and I was like, oh god, right. like. <laughs> but no, she heard me say derecho, and she wanted to make sure to point out how I didn't react. <laughs> so, uh, Dan. that's the weather. I mean, I have a couple other news items that I think are weather-related, disaster-related. Whoa. Wow. One, <gasps> I mean, I don't know if this fits under your umbrella of topics or not. The Beijing... Be- hey, uh, <laughs> a lot of these people could have used an umbrella. <laughs> um, right, Be- Beijing closes all schools for two weeks because of the SARS virus. SARS. Bring it up. SARS was this year. So, masks were on. Did we talk about SARS? Already? I don't know. I don't know if we talk about SARS or not, but hey, that was a big thing this year. Um, oh, well. No, you know what? I remember we're talking about anthrax. Right. Anthrax, the, for right. sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. SARS, wow. And then, does a true crime fit under weather? Because I got a couple of one, a couple. Wait, what about this? What about. What, what would McConaughey. Wait, wait. What would McConaughey <laughs> say about SARS to the SARS? Doesn't he say something with star? Like, I'm thinking of Interstellar. I don't know. Like, SARS. Sorry, never mind. It's bad. I can't do McConaughey. I'm sorry. No more talking about Interstellar on this podcast, please. True crime, <laughs> weather-related probably. You know, adjacent, weather-adjacent for sure. January 29th, Sarah, uh, Sally Clark cleared of hey. murdering her two sons after more than three years of prison in what was life a life sentence. And then March 12th, Elizabeth Smart found after having been missing for nine months. I remember that. Welcome back, Liz. So, true crime, weather adjacent for sure. Just wanted to go get those in before we we left this segment. Thank God. Oh, of course. Elizabeth Smart, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. a big deal. Wow. Well, Big um, deal. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Weather Cock Tees. <laughs> um, thanks, Dan, for bringing the weather back. We love it. I know you're teasing us, but I think I just climaxed. <laughs> After all those great news items. <laughs> damn it, damn it. All right. Well, I'm going to kick things off here with my first segment. And we're going to start off with Danny's favorite, the Tony Awards. Kicking oh, off the show with the Tonys. Oh, my God. What a delight. And yeah. guess what? We're not even just kicking we off that. with the Tonys. We're kicking off with the kickoff of the Tonys. Wow. Whoa. What does that mean? Because there is a very special DBP <gasps> legend <laughs> that, that is performing. To the open opening. the show? Wow. At the opening of the show. So we're going to watch a little bit of this, and then we're going to talk about something else, and then... Dave is panting like a dog. Is it Spacey? <laughs> is it Spacey? <laughs> Dave asked if it was Spacey. Yes, it's Spacey. Uh, is it... Cher. 
never get it, I meant like it's the auditorium spacey. <laughs> it's um, not even in the auditorium. How about oh. that? Oh, so it is very spacey. It's outside. It's outside. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's train. Outside. It's the guy from train. <laughs> it's the guy from train. Yeah. <laughs> Calling all angels. Live from Times Square, ladies Bill? and gentlemen, Billy Joel. Oh, oh even better. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. They had to do this. Right, Billy Joel Armstrong. Ooh. Damn. He's in Times Square. Some folks like to get away. Take a holiday from the neighborhood. Hop a flight to Miami Beach. The high note there. Yeah. Me, I'm taking a greyhound. Really shows how good he is at piano too. On the Hudson River line. Cause I'm in a New York state of mind. Damn. This is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is like. He's, this is really sick. Yeah. He's got a great voice. He really does. He's on this elevated platform in the, the middle of Times Square. How long is that piano? Is that? Regulation or really, that's regulations. A bit high in the Rockies, under the he sounds great. Yeah, he sounds so good. This is better than ever. But I know what I'm eating. I don't want to waste more time. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's go to the stage of Radio City Music Hall and the cast of Moving Out. <laughs> oh. Very introduction. Okay, so now before we get to the other performances, I just wanted to highlight from the Tonys here. You know, the yeah. big the big caveat with me doing the Tonys this way because there's not a lot of footage from this stuff from the actual year that came out like I just want to say I'm not even going to spoil it, but like the big show this year, two thousand three, yeah, is next year. It's Tony's, obviously. Mm. Okay, so it's like kind of tough with the Tony Awards, but the Tony Awards are the best way to showcase all this stuff. So, yeah, moving out was one of the big shows of this year. But we're not even look at the clip. It's just dancing to the songs, and it's it's dumb. It's just like one of those juke bo- jukebox musicals. The one that was the biggest this year that won was Hairspray. Mm. <sighs> I'm not going to uh, play anything from that. What I did want to play just a little clip of is, speaking of nine, Mr. <sighs> Antonio Banderas. Wow. Hey. I want to be I would like to be Christ, Muhammad, Buddha, but no have to believe in God. And you know I mean it with all of my heart. He's the end, he's something important, that's the start. I want to be young, and I have to be old. What I want is a tale of sound and fury that some idiot went and told. I would like the universe to get down on its knees and say, We know, whatever you please is okay, even if it's ridiculous, we'll arrange it. Hey, hey, whoa. Yeah. Hitting his nose very, very strongly. Oh, God. What? 
Danger. He's a, he's a singer too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't know he, about it? He's in this the. This was a big deal. Him doing nine. Come on. Remember Evita? Who won um, best nope. supporting actress? <laughs> uh, is Jane Krakowski for nine? That's one of her big uh, breakout I didn't know roles. That. I didn't know. Yep. And then finally, this one's for for me and Dave. Just a little clip of I legendary Bernadette. For Gypsy. Brandon, you were hovering over the like button, but never pressed it. Why did you not <laughs> <laughs> like it on YouTube? That could have been fun for the show, live on the show. Live like. I liked it. On Brandway. I, yeah, it's always fun to, to go back. Yeah, I really enjoy checking out these Tony Award performances. Big year, you know, Broadway's getting bigger and bigger in terms of the mainstream. And next year, we'll mm-hmm. really see what the, the big show was this year. But, I mean, Hairspray was gigantic. I mean, you know, high schools everywhere would do, yeah. you know, You Can't Stop the Beat and Good, hey, Good Morning Baltimore and all that. The hair? <laughs> the hair was gigantic, too. <laughs> the beehive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <yes>. Tall hair. <laughs> gigantic. But I really it was just like... <laughs> Every every year, there's only there's been a couple of years where I haven't done <laughs> the, 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 the Tonys, um, and I'm always going to say, okay, if there's nothing too compelling, I'm not going to do it. But as soon as I right. saw Billy open the show, I was like, how? No, that's necessary. And Absolutely, it was, necessary. and it was awesome. It was um, great, yeah. And he deserves to be on Broadway. I've seen that tweet before. Like, people think they like rock and roll, but they actually like show tunes. The proof of that is. People love Billy Joel. Moving Out was huge, too. That was a gigantic Because he, he's show. always had like a very theatrical yeah. way about him. And so it just feels like he's finally where he should have been. He's in New York on Broadway doing his thing. He's finally in New York. <laughs> he's finally in New York. They finally got him to be in New York. Uh, took years of yeah. convincing. Finally. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by Brandway. We'll see you next year. Thank you, Brandway. <laughs> Dave, should, um, it's usually me here. Should we just keep it that way? Yeah, go ahead. After you, sir. Well, but we do one less segment each, so it's more even now. Like, True. But it makes True, sense. but I mean, we're going to throw everything away, you know, in terms of... All of our hard work. Our hard work. Uh, and like planning the uh, procession line of presenter order. <laughs> this, you could go ahead, please. It would be rude if I I came in now. Okay, don't say I didn't offer. <laughs> All right. Um, I insist.
Okay. Let's yeah. see. Weather is, is out of the way, so it's the toys and game segment. Toy, okay, toys with little kid Danny. <laughs> more, it's more high pitched now. Hey. <laughs> um, listen, guys. Hey, little kid Danny, you're not you're not that little of a kid anymore. In two thousand three, growing up. Nah, I I don't age. Oh, okay. It's like a Peter Pan kind of thing. Okay. Healthy. Here's the thing, though. This could be... Well, first, we are entering Toy Dand. Toy Dand. Toy Dand. Uh, very similar to uh, Dandyland. Dandyland. Similar. Right? It's like the town next town over. over. The, town, the, yeah, next the next town, town over. over. Yeah. Next <laughs> town over. Sister town, yeah. Next town over it is... Jackson and Lakewood, Toy Dan <laughs> and Dandyland. Uh, uh, okay, what I was going to say is, could be the last year of Toy Dan because my normal resources that I use for like trying to find out what the hottest toy was, I think it's all video games after this year. Like they they oh. like like they mm. they treat like a video game or a video game console as like as a toy, which is fucked. Which is fucked. But it is something that kind of happens. I mean, you use the same verbiage. I know. You play your toys, you play your, you play your game. Not saying definitely, but I was looking ahead, and it feels like that kind of happens. We'll see. Maybe it's not every year. Maybe it's like you know, maybe that's the next couple of years. But maybe I skip this section and focus on other stuff. Anyway, just enjoy Toy Dad while we're here. Okay. <laughs> so the. Biggest, hottest selling toy of 2003 is called Robo Sapien. What? Robo Sapien. <laughs> okay. That's a really good name. Robo Sapien. Yeah, it's a Robo Sapien. So let me, uh, let me play the ad here. That's clever. Having your own personal robot is not science fiction. The technology experts agree. Robo Sapien is here now. Robo Sapien <laughs> is the first humanoid robot with 67 functions and four programming modes. Ready to carry out your every command. Program a combination of moves, and Robo Sapien's interactive reflex system makes him spring to life with plenty of attitude. Responsive, intelligent, dynamic robotics. Robo Sapien is the future, and the future is now. Robo Sapien, he's here. Batteries not included from Wowee. Okay. That's the highest selling toy. Yeah, that's this. Is, yeah, this is a big that's toy. So in, weird. In two thousand three. Yeah, we shift to like robot shit. I I remember that, but like, I don't remember it being popular. I just remember seeing it. I mean, it's the hottest new toy, right? It's the highest selling oh, toy. I mean, right, every right, every time okay. I do this, it's the hottest new toy. New right? toy. Because yeah, I'm sure Pokemon and right. Uh, no, this isn't. Are we Razor Scooter beyond the era of, you know, what we've talked about in the 90s, the Tickle Me Elmos, the Furbies, like the toy craze? Mm. We're past that. It's not, a, it's not really a thing anymore. But it's still kind of there with the Robo Sapien. It's a hot toy. So what did I, I read about I don't remember it? this. I don't remember Robo Sapien. No. I wish I had one. I, I didn't, didn't remember this. It called. I didn't remember I, I this either. I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, again, I'm obsessed with the name. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't been more of a thing that was popular just because of the name it seems like it was before it's time because you know robots ai <laughs> it's hot right now so yeah man 
Yeah, maybe it is a little bit. Um, what did I read about it? Taking a, all right. So we just watched the commercial for the listeners to describe the commercial. It's like it was like showing the toy in like a lab and like how it's like sort of like being created, but like it's like they showed like guys in lab coats and they were all like approving of the Robo Sapien, right? Then we saw the Robo Robo Sapien do its thing in action. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was see like, some sh- of its functions. Yeah, so. Taking a major step forward in the evolution of robotics, Wow We Toys has teamed up. <laughs> oh, this is uh, from an article I read, so it's in the present tense. Wow We Toys has teamed up with robotics physicist Dr. Mark W. Tilden. So it's like a real robotics physicist. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's this. a really good f- physicist. <laughs> I know. To develop the first affordable, wow. intelligent entertainment humanoid, Robo Sapien. It's 14 inches high. Robo Sapien is a rambunctious, realistic, recreational robot who is easily programmed and mastered with a remote control. Uh, Robo Sapien is the first robot based on the science of applied biomorphic robotics, which enables him to act more like a human. So I guess it's like the first one that has human type movements. Um, Sounds kind of scary. So... Using the remote control, you can command RoboSapien to perform up to 67 pre-programmed functions, including pickup, throw, high-five, whistle, dance, and three different karate moves. <laughs> <laughs> this is something Doesn't I wish... Say I, which ones? No. It's three... Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Which, which karate moves? I wish I would have kept track of this for all the toys, but it requires 4D batteries and three AAA batteries. <laughs> ah, so much. That's, what that's a mix. A lot. That's, that's a, lot. a cocktail right there. Wow. <laughs> wow, we, I should say. Yeah, and three AAA batteries. Um, it sold 2.3 million units at launch. That's good. So okay. quite a few. Uh, original retail value that I found. What do you guys think? Got to be like close to. I'm thinking over a hundred. Yeah. I'm even thinking maybe over a thousand. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> maybe like one seventy nine. Okay. Oh. Well, let's go one twenty three. Okay, by Price is Right rules, Dave wins. Oh, no, you both lose. Price is Right rules. You both lose. (laughs) You both went over. uh, We both went over? Yeah, original retail value was $99. But I'm sure Uh, it was sold for, uh, maybe it was sold different places for more than that. That's the retail value. Yeah. Um, I could flip that for like 500 for sure. (laughs) I could flip that, dude. (laughs) Wow. Hey, so like I'm on the Wikipedia and it says... Robo Sapien is a toy-like biomorphic robot designed by Mark Tilden. Toy-like, wow. So toy-like, it's toy-like, but it is a maybe robot. It's too advanced. First and foremost. Should really call it a toy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Damn, I gotta get one of these things. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to drop a hunge, drop a quick hunge. <laughs> <laughs> it's going for a quadruple sure. that now on eBay. Really. No, <laughs> Let's see. All right. Um, so let's get away from Robo Sapien. Let's shift to the Happy Meal toy. Okay. You going full screen totally uh, boxed me out of eBay. So <laughs> this better be good. Oh, you're about <laughs> to go on eBay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So hit X, Dave. <laughs> it is the Happy Meal toy at McDonald's. I always like to talk about this. 
Ooh, spoilers. Finding Nemo. Finding yeah, Nemo toys. You, this is when you encroach on two categories. Yeah, but they're always late <laughs> on the toys. Oh, food and diet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Food and <laughs> diet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the two categories, right? Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Brandon's two separate segments that he does: food <laughs> and then diet. Okay, but this I wanted to play just like a little bit of this. This is a uh, this is a review I found, like a guy reviewing these toys. McDonald's <laughs> 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 Fighting Nemo toys from 2003. All right, hold on. Huh? What's so funny, Nemo? <laughs> <laughs> Now at McDonald's, you can find a Nemo oh, wait, this, toy. This is the review. This is the commercial. Sorry. Finding Nemo. One in also every the correct voice That actors. wasn't Ellen, right? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> okay, now this isn't even Finding Nemo anymore. All right, sorry about that. I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, that was just the commercial for the Finding Nemo toys with fake voices. Yeah, they yeah. Could, couldn't afford McDonald's. Couldn't afford the, the real voices you're not getting past us i know what ellen sounds like um hang on a second oh Oh, only 14.99 great price okay this robo sapien (laughs) okay this is the review to watch a little bit of this. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today we have Disney Pixar's Finding Nemo, set of eight different movie toys, released by McDonald's back in 2003. Let's get them opened up and have a closer First look. First up in the set is Marlin. Look at this guy. He's fantastic. So you can move his fins around back and forth just like this. <laughs> and he has an electronic function, so you can push his fin down here. <laughs> and he laughs. Or you can touch your finger on these two little nubs right here. <laughs> And make him laugh that way too. And what's really the cool is he's actually a water squirter, so you would take him and hold him in the water and you push this down. <laughs> and it sucks in the water, and in his mouth there's a little tiny pinhole, and you squeeze this, <laughs> and water would squirt out. Oh, I absolutely love this thing. Next up in the set is Blow. Look at the size of this guy. He's huge. He's like the size of a baseball, and I love the clear. Okay, I can't. I mean, <laughs> this guy's having a great time. I just wanted to. Yeah. This guy loves these toys. <laughs> he loves this. Th- yeah. So yeah, I you recently to, you heard that, like that the f- toy industry is terrible for fa- like th- these days for the items that you get. You mean like the toys are sh- are shitty now? Or yeah. Or yeah. It's not like they're not even they're like not plastic toys that like do anything. They're just like nothing. Damn. Yeah. We're past <laughs> the golden toy age, man. I've been we're told they're more you. like collectible figurines nowadays. So it's, it's just cool. it's good for your future because like you can again you can resell it in like twenty years but not good for playability. Yeah, but yeah, Dan, I, I found uh, a, a mini Robo Sapien for fourteen ninety nine. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> three available, eighty five sold. So I should get on that. All right, let me move on. There's a lot more. Yeah. So I always like to mention board games. The big new board game this year was Brandon Game of Thrones. Oh, huge board game Wait. apparently in 2003. No, 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 no. Dave, board game? Are you sure you looked at the right uh, uh, the type of thing it is? <laughs> it sounds like a book. Hang on, just a minute. Like a show. Hang on, just a minute. <laughs> War and chaos are engulfing the lands of Westeros. The great houses are vying for control of the Iron Throne. Using the old tools of intrigue and war, 
Yet while the war for Resoros rages, grave dangers gather in the cold north, and an ancient enemy is gaining momentum in the distant east. Yes, this is Game of Thrones, the board game, based on hmm. the book series before the show comes out, a few years before the show, we had the board game, and it was very popular. It was popular. It uh, was really? compared to a game called, I think it's called Diplomacy. It's a board mm. game called Diplomacy. But anyway, mm, um, yes, yes. <laughs> so players take control of one of the great houses of Westeros via resource management, diplomacy, and cunning. They seek to win dominance over the land. Players must give orders to armies, control important characters, gather resources for the coming winter, and survive the onslaught of their enemies. A unique phase mechanic, battle resolution, and special ordering system make for an engaging game in which all players are actively involved at all times. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Well, I have the best picture of all. It's these weirdos playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, here's, yeah. <laughs> Board Game Geek, great site. Um, sharing an image of these two guys uh, playing the game. You can kind of see the layout of the board. Somebody, I think, posted like a joke card they have where it's Tony Stark of House Stark, but it's like Iron Man. It's, like a, <laughs> like a, it's, a, it's a gag. It's a gag. That's also him. before the popular movie. Iron Man. So this, this, these guys are cutting in. Unbelievable. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you got this guy <laughs> and some beers playing with Drinking a couple beers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. And then the final segment in toys and games section. Always got to talk about video games. Huge part of the culture. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, okay. So quick news. So, the, okay. We started with a pretty. Fucked up story um, having to do with video games in 2003. Oh October 20th, families of Aaron Hamill and Kimberly Bede. I don't know if that's how you say her last name. Two young adults shot by teens, William and Josh Buckner, who in statements to investigators claimed their actions were inspired by Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, the families file a $246 million uh. lawsuit against developer Rockstar Games publisher Take-Two Interactive Software, retailer Walmart, and console maker Sony Computer Entertainment America. So that sort of conversation is is ongoing. Um, violence in video games. Um, this is a, a real lawsuit that was ongoing that started this year. Okay, let's move on from that. But I wanted to mention that. It's a big, it's a big <laughs> you could have also um, mentioned that story in your weather section. Right, I guess I could have. Because crime, true crime is adjacent well, to uh, weather. Right, disasters. sure. Okay. So, I just want to say I never I haven't I've never been a violent person and I don't know if it's worth me saying or not but I've played those games <laughs> and I never did anything <laughs> wrong violently to someone so um thank you for sharing Dave but it that's horrible that is horrible it's horrible um Dave is a black belt though so you know take that second as, degree as you will so I mean that's why I've never used violence um when I didn't have to yeah but yeah, uh, it's what's going on out there. But um, let's focus. You know what? Let's sh- this is so fucked. Let's shift away from that. Let's focus on the money. <laughs> let's get to the money, the moolah. Yikes. Okay. CNN Money reports that video games are a $10 billion industry. My God. Um, that was something that was reported in 2003. So let's start with some hardware news. 
Uh, Nintendo, very sad, more sad news. Nintendo stops production of the original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, NES, and Super NES. Those are done. They're not making them anymore. As of 2003. No more? Well. Sony chose the PlayStation Portable or PSP prototype. I don't, I don't know if it got launched this year, but they showed a prototype for it this year. So it's okay. coming. This is a clip I wanted to share with you guys because I don't even remember this thing. Maybe Brandon will. Maybe Dave, maybe you will, but not as much of a techie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Nokia releases this thing. It's the N-Gage. Oh, the flip phone. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, this is oh, also a borderline N-Gage. Brandon segment as well. <laughs> but so right. it's well, the handheld console and mobile games. phone called the Nokia N-Gage. N-G-A-G-E. This was a, uh, a commercial for it. Out in the park. Text on the screen. This is where I got a good beating. That's what it said, yeah. What? We're in the office. This is where she showed me who was boss. Okay. We're out at a cemetery. This is where I came back to life. Wireless multiplayer gameplay. Engage. <laughs> weird commercial. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah really, yeah, I don't really even really get it. Commercial. Um, really edgy. So there was that. So, okay. Huh. But I get it. I get it, Dan. I do get it. The Nokia N-Gage. Because they were like... Go ahead, Dave. They were playing their N-Gage at those different um, locations. Oh. So, like... Yeah. In the game, they... Those things happen to them in the game. It's an interesting idea for a commercial, right? Um, so, okay. Yeah. The N-Gage attempted to lure gamers away from the Game Boy Advance by including telephone functionality. So... It, mm, it, it call me. was not a success. Yeah. This was un- this was unsuccessful. Oh, no? no. No. Have you heard of this thing? The, uh. No, but it sounds <laughs> like a slam dunk idea. So partly because the... Uh, this is actually pretty funny. Partly because the buttons designed for a telephone were not well suited for gaming. Like, the, you, like <laughs> uh. they're using like phone buttons. And the original N-Gage yeah. was described as resembling a taco, which led to its mocking nickname, Taco Phone. Like, like it was just like a gag. Like... <laughs> People just used to call it the taco phone. So it was mocked. It was ridiculed. Not successful. Were tacos not cool? I don't get why that would be a (laughs) negative thing. Yeah. The taco phone. Dude, dude, did you get the taco phone? Yeah. That could be cool. (laughs) Uh, Launch price. What do you think the price was at launch for this thing? Got to be. Hmm. I'm going to say it's probably more expensive than the Wowee Robo Sapien. That was 99. I'm going to say this was... 220. I was going to go in that range. I'll say I'll say 249. Okay, Brandon wins. It's 299. 299. So that's like another part of it. Like this thing was it 299 caught, it, for a fucking it, taco yeah, phone. Yeah, like, like cost what like a console <laughs> costs no. it. Like it, yeah. So so that was a weird thing from 03. Um come on, hell no. Let's get to the meat, the real good stuff. Let's quickly mm. let's go as quick Ground as I can. Beef. Notable game releases in 2003. Mario Kart Double Dash for GameCube, huge. Oh, yeah. Let's play. Really fun. Still fun. Yeah. Um, it augmented the game. More people can tag team and yeah. play together. And There's more stuff you can do. It, you know, as much right. as I love the N64, Mario Kart 64, this, right, is, a, that's a classic, this is an excellent you know. version, excellent update. 
It's the highest selling new game of the year. Mario Kart Double Dash for GameCube. Huge game. That's on GameCube? That's GameCube, yeah. Oh, here we go. You have Final Fantasy XI, but also... Mm, Online. Yes, I think so. But also... I didn't play it because it was online. Good. (laughs) Final Fantasy X2 gets released, which continues the story of Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X. So it's... And that's the third highest selling game globally. Uh. So... The, they're continuing the series, but this Wait, was a really? game that continued the story from X, from 10. It's another game that what? came out. What? So Final Fantasy X. How am I just hearing about this now? I love 10. Yeah. Um, that was for PS2. Really? Yeah. Final Fantasy X2. Yeah, it's the third highest selling game globally of X2. 2003. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's oh, any good, wow. but it's a popular game. You have Tony Hawk's Underground, continuing the Tony Hawk series. Tony Hawk's Underground. Um, Still rocking. Enter the Matrix. I remember this game for PS2. Mm-hmm. Enter the Matrix, big one. Super Mario Advance 4 for Game Boy Advance. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, have to mention it. It's become like the biggest, maybe the biggest video game franchise, period. Call of Duty comes out this year for PC. Huge. Um, I don't think the Our first one that. is yeah. as highest selling or well-reviewed as the sequels, but this, this is the start of it. Uh, Call of Duty for PC. Um, okay. I was going to show a clip of this, but it's just like so dumb. I wish I would have been doing this every year because it's very fun. The worst reviewed game of the year, according to (laughs) Metacritic and game ranking, was Big Rigs Over the Road Racing for PC. So it's a game where you're like racing these trucks, (laughs) big rigs. So I watched some gameplay vids and, you know, they're just so long, but it's just very broken. Like you can drive through (laughs) anything. Like there's no <laughs> limits. Like you're just you're driving through other cars. You're driving through signs. You're driving open world. That's that's a good thing. Through mountains. <laughs> it, was, it was just really funny and really bad. But I yeah. have one clip I wanted to share. And again, this gets over into Brandon's territory. He's gonna be mad at me. Don't be mad, please. It's the intro to the Charlie's Angels game for PC, which is also one of the worst reviewed games of the year. They're really bad. <laughs> um, but this intro. It's just really funny. Oh, New York. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're back. Can't wait to see Billy Joel. No. Everything went dark. And the Statue of Liberty just disappeared. <gasps> New York is an orphan. <laughs> She's missing. Someone took the Statue of Liberty. New Yorkers woke up this morning only to discover the shocking disappearance of their Lady Liberty. After the disappearance of other monuments, including the Arc de Triomphe, the Stonehenge Monoliths in England, and the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., the monument pirates have struck again in the dead of night, adding the Statue of Liberty to their already impressive bounty. Police forces have mobilized, but even though they are reluctant to admit it, are having trouble coming up with the slightest trace of the vanished monuments. Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. As you've seen, the head of the FBI is at a loss. The president himself has requested our help, Bosley. A giant cargo ship was spotted off the Easter Island coast. It's currently not on Max stop voice. over in Los Angeles. Now, we should check it out. It's Break not? it down, Boz. How do we get I think, <laughs> in order to approach I think those voices are attention, legit, though. girls will sign up for the Miss Bikini contest on the beach. That ought to keep the sailors occupied. While we gain access to the ship, 
And once we get aboard? Well, if there are any interesting clues, the captain's got them. Find him and convince him to cooperate. I love a man in uniform. Oh, That's true. Angels, <clears throat> try not to sink the Definitely. boat. Our insurance company might not appreciate it. Boss, it was just that once. Yeah. The roof was rigged. <laughs> the graphics and everything. Right. Rooftops explode. All right. We get it. I just they look, you know, pretty good. I mean, I recognize them <laughs> immediately, like who they were. Interesting premise. That reminds me of like the Carmen San Diego games, like right. Oh the, yeah, you know, like stealing monuments, famous <laughs> landmarks. Yeah. How did they do that? Um, yeah. So I said yeah. it wasn't going to be long. It was very long. Um, but just uh, that's 2003. Robo Sapien. Gonna get it. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Gonna play that. I'm definitely gonna play that. Yeah, Dave is gonna buy it on eBay right is now. It, is that on GameCube? You said. I think Char I still have that. It's. I just moved back in with my parents, so it's here. Charlie. Well, the the, the bad reviewed game was Charlie's Angels for PC. I thought it said for GameCube. No. Oh. Well. Did that ad say GameCube? It wasn't even an ad. I think it did. It, it wasn't an ad know. though. It was the intro to the game, so I don't think it said any system. It said GameCube. It did. It's from it's for PS2 or GameCube. I can get both or either because I have both <laughs> consoles. Cross platform. Here. So it's one of the worst reviewed games of the year. You should look into Big Rig. <laughs> Big Rig is like, <laughs> yeah. I'll play both. Great, Dan. Damn, yeah. I just got my uh, security deposit back, so I am ready to start spending. <laughs> so you just gave me some options there. <laughs> security deposit from years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, I forgot to uh, mention a Broadway note. In my research, I found this out. So this is an on-brandway bonus right here. Um, curtain call. Here. Curtain call. Y yeah, a curtain call. This is the news I got. In 2003, he performed in Cabaret. I forgot to uh, write down the name of who that was, so I don't remember who it was. Do, do you know who I was talking about? Alan Cumming? No, it was a musician. It was like a a singer. No. Okay, well, he, he did perform in Cabaret in 2003, so glad we got that out there. All right, so I will <laughs> yeah, thank you. move on over to a segment that was hey people say this is like the era of the celebrity this is when we got so obsessed with Britney Spears Lilo uh Nikki in Paris you know these people they're all in the tabloids this is really the era of you know the, the power couple it's the celebrity gossip and sex news segment yes. lot to talk about here so let's just dive right into that here are some weddings of interest some why 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 um, <laughs> first may 10th oceans 11 director and producer steven soderbergh age 40 at the time weds former fashion model jules asner 35 of the time in uh, manhattan new york billy joel's new york we love and honor Steven here, so he's a bold icon. So der. Of course we're gonna gonna root for this couple. <laughs> so der. <laughs> 2003 also saw the summer of Sopranos love when on June 8th, Sopranos actor Dominic Chinese, uh, age 72, 
aka Uncle June, wedded United Nations conference planner Jane Pitson, 56, also in, in Billy Joel's Manhattan, and uh, July 11th, Sopranos actress Jamie Lynn Sigler, uh, 22, aka Meadow, uh, weds her manager AJ Descala at Brooklyn Botanical Gardens in Brooklyn, New York, home of Billy Joel. So, bada bing, that's crazy too. And you would think like, oh, it's gonna be only the young ones. No, Uncle June, married, 72, good for him. My favorite character. All right, moving on. I, that sucks. Um, <laughs> you don't think, you, why? That Uncle June is your That's favorite cool. character? <laughs> yeah, him or... Uh, Ralph. Uh, Tony's mom. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> or Ralph. Or Tony's mom. <laughs> or Janice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the really likable characters. Um, no, I, think, I think Uncle Junior is probably... He's, no, he honestly is one of my like favorites. Probably my fa- I think he's my favorite, too. He's up there. He's up there. No, Tony is my favorite, and then and Christopher. No, who do I like? The I like uh, the restaurant, the re- the restaurant guy. I love them all, Bobby. Uh, and I like. Uh, I can't think of anybody. I love name, Carmela. As I, I like the guy yeah. from Italy. The guy yeah. from Italy. Furio. Uh, yeah, Furio. Um, Dave, it's interesting. Botanic. She got married to the cousin Tony, Steve Buscemi. Dave, what do you think about? What do you think? Yeah, he was great. What do you think about Meadow? Getting married in the botanical gardens. How about that? That, uh, wow. You missed that, that one, didn't you, Dave? <laughs> missed that one, didn't you, Dave? Um, uh, I'm on the lookout. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for helping me out there. But yeah, I'm sure that influenced her location scouting for her wedding. No doubt. Also this year, okay, I had to bring this one up because... It's another instance of some of the, the some of the deep chasms of age gaps we see with a lot of these celebrity marriages. August twenty second, film director Lenny Reifenstahl, aged one hundred and one, weds cinematographer Horst Kettner, age fifty nine. Whoa, forty two years apart. It's wow. okay. We're not judging. Actually, we are. Kettner is basically a child, <laughs> 42 years apart yeah. at age 59. That's crazy. My God. He's 101 years old. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Big yikes. Not not okay. Uh, November 29th, composer and former Oingo Boingo singer Danny Elfman, age 50, weds actress Bridget Fonda, 39, at the First Congressional Church in Los Angeles. Ah, cool. Billy Joel is nowhere to be found. LA hell no I believe there's well I don't know if this is a spoiler but I believe they're still together oh yeah didn't they just break up maybe they just did no I don't really know they're yeah they're still married he got the tattoos but they're still together good for them (laughs) the next segment is called celeb gossip that is making us say oh hell yes okay (laughs) Uh, the first topic is Hillary Duff leaving Disney this year, Hilary Duff finally frickin' breaks ties with Disney and her TV show, Lizzie McGuire. At first, this news seemed like an utter buzzkill when we learned of it, but when re-examined under cooler temperatures, it is probably the single best thing HD could have done. Now, Hilary has ample time to zoom her focus in on her music career, 
which to be frank is going relatively strong with her hit album Metamorphosis and her big screen career that's definitely <laughs> about to blow some shit up. Small screens are a thing of the past for hilarious Hillary. Next year, I've gotten word that she will star in the killer comedy Cheaper by the Dozen and Heart of Summer, due out along with no doubt some library books and a couple of newborns in uh, 2004. Oh, and lest we forget, Hillary also said, see ya next never to that two-timing lame BF, Aaron Carter. He so not was worthy of her and her kindness of all hearts. To borrow another Hillary slogan, when it comes to Hillary versus Aaron, I'm with her. Nice. Wow, stomp on it. Just stomp on his grave. Yeah, he's dead, Dave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're back in 2003, so I'd... Yikes. Uh, I'm going to tweet at Nick Carter. Let him know what you said. <laughs> no, sorry. R.I.P. Aaron, but at the time, you know, he wasn't such a great boyfriend, so... But, you know, Hillary's... I think Hillary's still thriving. She's on that How I Met Your Father yeah. show, I yeah. think. Her, her one... He had that huge hit song. It was the theme to uh the rain to, uh, Laguna, Laguna, Laguna the rain. Beach Laguna Beach theme yeah yeah huge yeah huge Disney more like Diz nuts that's what Hillary said <laughs> okay what else is making us say oh hell yes when it comes to celebrity gossip you ask hmm how about one bad boy music mogul hyphen rapper P Diddy Combs running the NYC marathon while ah. doing just that. Uh, raising two million major ones for a charity of his choosing. Did he do good? Did he pee did? <laughs> that was great for him. <laughs> and New York City. Charity was probably like a funnel back into his like his own account. <laughs> <laughs> right. You ever read about like Bad Boys of America? A fake charity for children. I think I've said this on the show before. I, I think he's like a real piece of shit from what I Well, like, don't say that. I think he. You I think he's like sure. screwed over like a number of artists. Like for, I think he's. He a, I think he's a bad man. Maybe there's some good and bad. And an though. even worse rapper, as we have said many that's, times. That's <laughs> definitely something we can all agree on. But yeah, but he did it's run the marathon. Rapping. I remember that well. I remember it. Yeah. I remember him training on TRL. Do you remember that? He was like <laughs> kind of. He yeah. Like a, yeah. He had a uh, what's it called? Tread tread keeper. What's it called? Tread t- timer. A treadmill. <laughs> treadmill he had a treadmill in studio a tread timer tread keeper yeah, is really good too <laughs> tread keeper <laughs> that that would make sense tread keeper oh, the, he was he had one of those in uh trl studios like on the show which was fun that's fun gotta give him credit training for a marathon is no yeah. joke that's an everyday thing no yeah no i'll get there one day um yeah dave okay so that was celeb gossip that was encouraging us to say oh hell yes well, unfortunately, there's even more celeb gossip that's pressuring us to say, oh, my God, what now? Um, first off, how about the Ben and Jen wedding that wasn't? Oh, boy. Even with all the hoopla and all the interviews, the Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck marriage never even fucking occurred. Benifer, as we have come to... Come used to calling come to have been used to calling <laughs> we've come to use to calling them yeah I don't know if that makes sense sure. what was all about flashing their little love fest in public and then next thing you know they're so bummed by the press 
They can't even get hitched, really putting the press in depression. But whatever. We don't even care if Jenny E. Benny are still together anymore, even. We really don't. When it comes to J-Lo and BF's whole decaying romance, we've had enough starring Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> uh, also, a real personal celebrity low point for me had to be when hotel chain debutante Paris Hilton asked, what's Walmart on her reality TV show, The Simple Life? Yeesh. No comment. God, that was... Couldn't even... Don't even want to go there. Another for sure... I think it was a great character choice, because we all oh, know okay. it was a bit. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, that's a good take. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different take. That's interesting. Yeah. I should reassess it, maybe. She has actually recently, like, come out and was like, like, yeah, like, I was doing a character, and, like, she, like, did the voice that she did on that show, and, like... Yeah, sure. Well, if I can go, sure. if I can go off character from my character right now, yes, I, I, I know Brandon. He, yeah, she's very smart and sure. A plan thing. Uh, no, Dan, it's it's true. She had like a documentary and she's smart. Um, I'll make a documentary right, right now. In character. I'll make a documentary. <laughs> Doesn't mean shit. I'll just do one. Yeah, no, I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't think you can, Dan. Uh, okay, another for sure celeb fail this year was this whole MJ arrest. Okay, this award season, Michael Jackson, the king of stop, leads the pack <laughs> of wolves with nine counts, followed by Cold Mountain with eight Golden Globe nominations. Wow, boy. yeah, the, stepping on my, te- my territory. Yeah, Golden Globe nominations actually were announced this very same day and as my music news molestation section charges. Another show. future show yeah the golden globes nominations actually were announced the very same day as the child molestation charges uh, were filed against mr jack and it was only a matter of time before the gloved loons tune was up and by the way he he probably did it Mm. more garbage from these people check this one out in early february 03 the globe tabloid shocked the nation to its core with hyper-authentic pictures of Ferris Bueller star and devoted daddy Matthew uh, Broderick stepping in utter dog shit. You're going to like the story, Dan. Yeah. He steps in utter dog shit. After attempting to wipe it on a tree nearby, Broderick eventually ends up tracking it all over wife Sarah Jessica Parker's most favorite number one rug. (laughs) Matt. Matt. That's a pretty passive, aggressive way of telling wifey you think her rug is total crap. <laughs> and, number uh, number two on her number one rug. Number two, her number. You said yeah, on her number, on one, her number rug. one rug. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about Dude. that story. <laughs> he's the most yeah. undeserving movie star there is. <laughs> but he's one of the most deserving. That's my take. Broadway stars, Brandon Counterpoint. Sure. I like Broderick. I'll take him Bro- as a Broadway. Yeah, you like Broad- Broderick when he's on Broadway. Yeah. I'll take Broadway Broderick as a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. You could get somebody better part, every time. Parts. My official take, you could get somebody better every time. Not for Ferris Bueller. It's worth it for Ferris Bueller. That's like my number one thing where I think you can get someone better. You could maybe get someone better, but he is great in there. 
and he's good in other things too. Anyway, after January's election, election, election is very good. Amazing. Yeah. Inspector Best Gadget. Character. No one else could be Inspector Gadget. Right, Dan. yeah. I guess, man, you guys really sold me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last news item. After January's American Music Awards, Britney Spears was spotted at the Posh as Peach Joseph's Cafe in Hollywood, retching her guts out in the toilet and then flushing. According to the source... She then left the bathroom where BF Justin Timberlake was waiting outside. They then proceeded to hold hands and kiss on the lips. Ew! Ew! And then uh, she turned around and kissed Madge. No, just kidding. That was. Um, but yeah, but for real, at least brush your damn teeth before you're gonna do something like that. Come on, Brit. <laughs> what are with these uh, celebrities? They're out. They're out of control. The toxic kiss. Oh yeah. Over you. Over to you, Brandon. <laughs> what uh, Noah intersplit again? No, we don't do that anymore. It's too. It's too easy. Unreal, man. Should I keep? Should I bring it back? I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's past its prime. Whatever, I guess. It was my favorite thing. I don't know. I got zero reaction from you guys here, so I I guess I gotta change it up. Go back. Gotta go back to the the <laughs> basics here. Try something new. Blink, blink, blink. Crickets over there. So I'll go back to the basics. It's what you guys want. Great segment, Dave. I just miss Intersplit. I'm just saying. I miss, I, miss, I, I miss playing games. Oh, you want to hear a divorce of no? I do yeah. have a couple. Uh, actress Angelina Jolie divorces Billy Bob Thornton, 47, mm. due to irreconcilable differences. Had to cover and up December the tattoo. And December 29th. Yeah, de- and December 29th, retired NFL quarterback John Elway, 43, divorces his first wife, Janet Bouchon, after 18 years of marriage. Wow. Fumble. <laughs> L. Elway, indeed. Elway. Yeah. 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 Fumble. Fumble. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. What do you got, Brandon? Brandon, Brandon. All right. Well, <clears throat> I feel like doing the movie segment now instead of last. Okay. We're going to the movies. So, just to start off, top, let's do the box office. Yes. What do you got? What do you oh, got? Oh, man. I t- wasn't even... I didn't even I, okay. Oh, three. I got one because Dan, Dan spoiled it. Finding Nemo. Finding Come on, Nemo. right? That's got to be there. Yep. Number two. Um, Number two. It's like that dog shit that Broderick stepped in. Matrix Reloaded. Matrix Reloaded. Number three. Okay. Give me a Lord of the Rings. This is the year of Return of the King. Ah, the Number Oscar. Number one. Number one. Oh, it's high score. Okay, yeah. Oh, three. Okay, so you got one, two, three. Very good. Oh, nice. Very good. On purpose. I don't think this is a Harry Potter year. I think that was last year. They don't do every year. It's like every other. Okay, every other year. It's not, okay, a, so it's not a Spidey a, year, I don't think. No Spidey? Spidey? Is it a Pirates um, of, of the Caribbean year? Oh, yeah. There we yes. go. Very, very good, Dave. Yeah. Very good, Dave. Number four. Very good. Curse the, of the Black Pearl. Oh, the OG. Okay. The best one. Best one, right? Yep. That's number four. Oh, so we got yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, really good. Wow. Really good job. Can wow. you get... It's going to be really tough for you to get the top five without any hints, so I will say... Uh, I don't okay, know, like okay. Shrek, Maybe not. Shrek, I mean, Shrek 2? Shrek 2? Is that this year? Mm. No. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Mm. How to Train Your Dragon? 
No. My, later, I think. my way off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a lot later. <laughs> I don't think it's that much later. Uh, I think it's, it's a lot later. There's like five of those movies. Yeah, they're all good too. 2010. <laughs> really? The first one's 2010? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. I guess give us a hint. I, yeah, I mean, okay. I'm, yeah. So it's all the franchises I can think of. A comedy. Mm. Comedy okay. with a big co- comedy star. Three. Comedy star. Kind of okay. uh, maybe kind of a comedy comeback for oh. Oh, um, him. Jim Carrey. Anchorman or oh, Dave. Am I right? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Me Christmas my so- Carol. No. Me, me myself, and Irene. Uh, me, myself, and Irene. Cat no. in the Hat? Is that? No, he's not Cat in the Hat. No. He's, oh, uh. I really thought I had it, Me, myself, and Irene. Wait. That's a Grinch is not. No. It's earlier, right? Grinch that's is earlier. earlier. Okay. Um. It's Jim Carrey. What did he do in 2003? Eternal Sunshine. Oh, Eternal uh, Sunshine. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Bruce uh, Almighty. It's a comedy. I don't know what. Yeah. Right. Bruce I guess Almighty. it's not really a comeback. It's not really a comeback. Well, I was saying I'm not. It's. It, don't call it a comeback. I mean, comedy. A, a comedy comeback, I feel like. I, I think he was, was in uh, he was in the uh, Grinch not too long ago, and that was huge, right? Yeah, I get, yeah, okay, yeah. Majestic was two years prior, though. And this was the first thing he had done. Ah, he was doing then. some like uh, serious work, right? Yeah, <clears throat> started to yes. Uh, okay, so that's the top five. Number six. <coughs> um, pretty weird to see this one up there. One of my le- lowest ranked of one of our favorite movie stars. Of all time, and we talk about a lot on this show. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be Tom Hanks, right? No, <laughs> I mean Tom, um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I meant to say Tom Cruise. It's a Mission Impossible. Something. No. Okay, it's not 2003. Oh, mm. the uh, no, it's later. Is it the J.J. Abrams? Oh, three. Mission Impossible. No. No, it's still not Mission Impossible. <laughs> Minority <laughs> Report. No, no it was it was last year. Last year. Um, it's a historical epic. Oh, the Asian is thing. Is it the one? It's the Asian one. Yeah. Dave, the what Asian is the one? Asian thing? The Last uh, Samurai. The, the Last, last Samurai. samurai. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I haven't watched that in years. I probably should rewatch it, but I don't know. Number I don't, seven. I never saw it, I don't think. Uh, number seven, think the third movie in a franchise that has been dormant for over a decade at this point. Oh, shit. They Third. never got it right after number two. They still haven't. Well, you love Gremlins too. I don't think there's a third Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> it is starring. Three. Uh, well, it, it used to star the now politician as of this year Arnold. Terminator something. Yes, uh, Terminator yeah, Three: Rise of the Machines. That one was okay. <clears throat> it's it was. It wasn't bad. The Governor. There's bad ones. <laughs> that one wasn't bad. Yeah. Number eight. Dan, the Governor. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight is a sequel. The mm-hmm. third in a trilogy. Huh? Uh-huh. Oh. This is a super trick question third because the, the second one came out very recently. The what? The second one came very out very recently. recently. This is a a doozy of a trick question. I don't know. Give us more hint. It already is on this list. It's already on this list? The Last Samurai 2? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you mean recently as in recently in 2003? Yeah. Oh, so Pirates or no. uh, Lord of the Rings? No. Oh, Matrix Revolutions. Matrix, Matrix Revolutions. Revolutions. Oh, right. right. There's two. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize they came out that close to each other. Yeah. Oh, I remember I remember that well. It was a big me and uh, friend of ours, friend of the show, Lucas. Big me and Lucas thing that year. Matrix. Lucas. Oh, okay. just, I got confused. I thought you meant the second one came out very recently. Like 2023. Yeah. At first, that's what I meant also. Yeah. Long pause. You mean the most recent Matrix came out very yeah, recently? Yeah. And there was, yeah, because gotcha. they're both on this list. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Um, and then just to round out the top 10, X2, X-Men 2 um, is number 9, mm. and Bad Boys 2 is number 10. Ah. Wow. So a lot of sequels, a lot of we, uh, lots of se- So And this is what we talked about in the last couple of years, that this this is the time, you know, Spider-Man started it all, of franchise stuff like overtaking the box office and, and Pixar. You have Last Samurai and Bruce Almighty here. That's it. That's not a sequel or like a, a, an animated Pixar. This was the year that Return of the King took home the gold, took home all the Oscars. But in general, as I was looking through this year, not the best year for movies out, like aside from these big, big things. So, like, the other stuff for Academy Awards, Best Picture category, not terrible, but... So, you had Return of the King, Lost in Translation, good. Love mm-hmm. it. Master and Commander, uh, really good. Never saw that never one. Never seen it. Really good. Mystic River, a little overrated, but good. Never seen and it. And Seabiscuit. Oh, man. Seabiscuit Mi- belongs Mis- there. Mystic River. Why do you think it's overrated? That's, like, an all-timer for me. As, it's as just, m- like... It's just like when I watch, it's just a lot of Sean Penn overacting like crazy. Like, it's just, it's good. And I like Clint's movies, but um, I definitely like Master and Commander and Lost in Translation a lot more. Uh, Sean Penn did win Best Actor for Mystic River. Johnny Depp was nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean, which I think Mm. is a cool nom. Uh, Ben Kingsley for House of Sand and Fog. Great movie. Dark movie. Uh, Cold Mountain was this year as well. Mm. Yeah, did you hear about the MJ allegations? Actually, yeah. too. <laughs> yes. Same day as same uh, day as the Golden the Golden Globes, Globes yes. uh, nominations. Yes, but he had nine counts. They had eight. Nine counts. King of Stop. See, I was listening. I was just taking in what you were saying. <laughs> um, I'm not there. Uh, Charlize Theron won Best Actress for Monster. Monster, yeah. Mm, Monster Energy. And uh, so real quick, I'll just run down some of my personal top movies of the year. Um, Two foreign classics that would not have been on our radar uh, at that time. Old Boy uh, by Park Chan-wook and Memories of Murder by Bong Joon-ho, director of Parasite. Um, City of God was this year. City of God, Brazil. Matchstick Men, Ah. Ridley Scott movie. Saw that in the theater. that movie. Yeah. Uh, big classic, The Room, Tommy Wiseau came out right, this year. Right, wow. True. Errol Morris's Fog of War is up there for me. Elephant by Gus Van Zant, And then my top three probably of the year would be, like, well, aside from Old Boy and Memory. Mer- Memories of Murder is my favorite of this year for sure. But then uh, Kill Bill, In the Cut, which is Jane Campion's movie. Uh, it's like a sex thriller with Mark Ruffalo, Meg Ryan, really good. Meg Ryan, to do different things and master and commander is is incredible is like absolutely incredible based on some things i've i've heard over the years about 
this year, everyone kind of knew that Lord of the Rings was coming. <laughs> and, you know, like in terms of Oscars and stuff like that. And it seems like it was like, uh, maybe get some stuff out of the way uh, since like it probably was going to sweep everything um, at that point in time. And I mean, that's pretty much what happened. So Dave, you only wound up watching the first Lord of the Rings, right? You never continued. I probably have at one point seen the second or the third one. I don't remember, but was like not paying attention. Like I have no interest in yeah. those when I watched the first one, though, I did enjoy it because I had a lot of opinions. So, like, right. I love watching these franchises because I have a lot to say about them. <laughs> so, it is worth maybe, like, uh, checking them out just because I'll have, like, a lot of stuff to say and, like, annoy Dan and Brandon. So, I have not seen them in years. And I, I don't really have, like, a... I used to really ride for especially two... Um, but I, I just, I have no like desire to like rewatch them ever or anything. So I don't know mm -hmm. what that means. Means they're boring. But I do think they're really well done for the most part. Um, but yeah, I think I just kind of fell out of, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, oh, there was, sorry, there was one other, I did want to just read, um, a couple, oh no, where did it go? <laughs> A couple of the, the stuff that wasn't my favorites or Oscar stuff. We also had School of Rock was this year. Uh, very important movie. Big yep. Fish. Uh, Too Fast, Too Furious this year. Bandit Like Beckham. Bad. Uh, SWAT. <laughs> uh, not, bad, not Bandit Like Beckham. Too wait, fast, too, too Fast? Too f you think it's bad? I think it's pretty good. No, nah, it's John like Singleton. The, it's kind of the worst one. Really? I kind of like I like to. That's the one where Paul Rudd says like that line that gets memed. And, Paul like, Rudd. Uh, did I say Paul Rudd? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it because you. Yeah. It's Paul it's, Walker. It's like Paul Walker gets to be the star. He, yeah. Um, there's a line in it. Uh, I've seen it like tweeted a bunch of times where he goes like, "Yeah, cuh." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like he's talking to Kyrie's and he like, it's, it's, what, yeah. what do you call well, that? Co code code switch, right? Is that a He's, yeah. like, he's yeah. like, yeah, cuz. They go way back, though. <laughs> and I think their, like, uh, it's so good. buddy chemistry is on. Uh, 13 came out this year, as you said before. Yeah. Um, Freddy versus Jason. Great. Uh, Runaway Jury, a fun legal thriller with Gene Hackman, Cusack, and Dustin Hoffman, Rachel Weisz. The Recruit, <laughs> Pacino and Colin Farrell. Um uh, bringing down the house, Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. Oh man, definitely right. used to watch that a lot. Essential. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, oh two that I wanted to bring up because I think you guys would like it if you haven't seen them. You, you might have seen it. One, Honey, with Jessica Alba. That's what I was saying in uh, the Lump Report. I think has a similar scene as a uh, Hardball. I right. think it's like a kid who gets shot. Right. And Biker Boys. You ever oh seen Biker Boys? Yes, yes, Biker yes Boys. I have seen Biker Boys. Biker Boys. It's kind of like a Fast and the Furious adjacent movie yes. with Lawrence Fishburne. We uh, <sighs> like just being this like old school biker guy, and I I just feel like that's a movie that we can all enjoy. If, I mean, that's we'll watch it one day together. It's a movie where it was like an ongoing inside joke between me and Lucas and our friends in like eighth grade, where we would like quote lines from that trailer because it was on all the time. We would just say it all the time to each other. I remember one of the lines in the trailer 
I don't remember who the actress is, but she was like, you know what they call biker boys in the ER? Organ donors. And that was yeah. Like, <laughs> that was like it's a, a very serious take on like, I guess underground like yeah. biking, like racing. It's like, it's very similar to Fast and the Furious, right? But more ridiculous because right. of motorcycles oh, instead God. of cars. I haven't seen it in a long time. I definitely watched it. All right. Well, that's uh, Biker Boys Dreams DreamWorks. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> too. DreamWorks. Okay. But and Kid Rock is in it. I forgot that Kid oh Rock my has God. a small part in it. <laughs> Biker Boys, we set our own rules. That was another line. <laughs> I just I remember it well. Thank you, Brandon. Always love the movie segment. Love chatting it up about cinema. Dave, wait, real quick. I wanted to ask you. Are there any franchises yeah. you like? I guess you like the Fast franchise. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. But really, really nothing else. Of the main ones? Like any of the big budget ones we've been talking about? Do you like, I like, do you like any of them? Impossible, obviously. Yeah, and those uh, are, yeah, and of course. Bond. Bond. And Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like superhero crap. And I don't care about pirates. And I don't care about, like, fantasy. Right. Yeah. Elves and dwarves and stuff. No, that's fine. So. Because Star Wars is not great in that era either. Um, I, I mean, I like some Star Wars, but I'm not a huge fan at all. You were defending two a lot. I remember when we talked about it. You were defending. Two, Attack, I thought was Attack of the Clones, which bad. is like I hated it. I thought his <laughs> acting wasn't as bad as people were saying. I thought Natalie Portman was as bad, if not worse, in that movie. Right, maybe. Yeah. To be honest, and the and the little kid, he's a little kid from the first one, is way worse. It's tough. All right, um, that makes sense. Makes if there sense. was a Biker Boys franchise, I would be in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish there was. Wish there was. Yeah. Anyway. Um, don't change the Danil. Don't change the Danil. Because it's pres- presenter Danny's TV segment. TV land. Just kidding. That's not what this is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a channel for a long time. Might still be a channel. Okay. Oh, okay. W- one more thing about the movies. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to bring this up because I forgot to say it during the, the toy section. Finding Nemo. Pass. Fuck that movie. I like Nemo. I think Nemo's fine. <laughs> Maybe the only person on earth. That's when I like stopped that. caring about Pixar. Was Nemo didn't didn't care. That one I the only reason I know that one really well Too is because that was like my sister at the time was very like was very young and watched it all the time. And so whenever I was at my dad's I saw it. It's a top half Pixar, Dave. Come on. Maybe. But uh there aren't many top half <laughs> for me. That doesn't make sense. DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> You're more of a DreamWorks guy. Makes no sense. Which which makes even less sense. I mean, there's some good DreamWorks, but... All right. No, I know. DreamWorks animation isn't better. I'm just, but I have to defend my, my guys. I like Shrek better than Fire Nemo. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's a good one. All right. Any more movie stuff, like important DreamWorks stuff you want to talk about before I jump into TV? <laughs> The other DreamWorks movies from this year were uh, Old School, Sinbad, <laughs> Legend of the Seven Seas, Oof. Uh, Cat in the Hat, Paycheck. A few. There's a lot, actually. Paycheck was DreamWorks. Old School, yeah. Classic. Uh, what do they call that crew? Um, the, uh, oh, the Frat. The Frat yeah. Pack, yeah. The Frat that's Pack, been yeah. That's the this Frat year. Pack, that's, yeah. I guess it's the beginning of the Frat Pack, really. Yeah, because it's, it's Anchorman, it's Old School, it's, yeah, it's all these... Okay. Sorry. Um, Wedding Crashers. I just wanted to bash Pixar and 
show love to DreamWorks before we moved on. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, don't change the Daniel. Stop changing the ta- the Daniel, Dave. Keep it. <laughs> stay tuned in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just stay I locked in. I promise I wasn't going to, and then I just changed it on you. I'm sorry. No, no Daniel surfing, please. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm skipping right to TV. This is normally when I would do sports. Not doing sports in 2003. Sports are dead. Um, I w- I w- <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, I went through the big sporting events of the year. Yankees lost to the World Series, so I decided not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, to the Marlins, but uh, yeah, there was... Nothing quite as gripping as some previous year stuff. We talked a lot about Mike Tyson in previous years. There's nothing like that this year. Yeah. Okay. Nothing as ear gripping. <laughs> nice. As yeah. Ear ripping. <laughs> yeah. Ear ripping. Yeah. Um, okay. Don't change the channel. The Daniel. Uh, so some quick hits. You have the 300th episode of The Simpsons this year. They hit 300. I think now they're on a thousand. <laughs> oh well, I just watched some newer episodes recently. I chuckled. Yeah, some chuckles. All right, that's good. Some chuckles. Bruce Willis, Regis Philbin, Will Ferrell, and Elvis Costello all guest host the Late Show for a few weeks because David Letterman has shingles. Oh, shingles! I thought it was heart surgery. Shingles. Shingles in two thousand three. Yeah. Damn. What a crew: Bruce Willis, Regis Philbin, Will Ferrell, Elvis Costello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, All at the same time. Bruce Willis. Who's the third one? You said. Will Ferrell. Elvis Costello. Will Ferrell. That, it's hard for me to, to imagine that for some reason. Anyway, I know he's really good. F- he was good friends with Regis. I know he was really close to Regis, yeah. but Bruce Willis, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been like Dave Grohl, right? They're, you know, surprised he wasn't on the <laughs> yeah. list. Yeah. Because they're, they're tight, right? Um, okay. Dan Rather interviews Saddam Hussein on CBS Evening News. That happens this year, which is shortly before the 2003 invasion of Iraq. So yeah, that's all happening uh, this year. Big TV stuff. Here was something I didn't know about. Bianca Montgomery kisses Lena Kundera on the ABC soap opera All My Children. This is the first lesbian kiss on American daytime television. Hmm. So big stuff. That's cool. I mean, that's earlier than I, I would have thought. Sure. Is that before the Madonna, uh, Britney Spears kiss? Oh, man. I think that was or 02. After. I think that was 02. Oh, really? I now, thought it was this year. No. Maybe I like read about that last year and then forgot maybe, to talk about it this no, year. Maybe you're <laughs> right. I don't no, know. you know what? Sorry. That's I probably it's in my music news somewhere. So that's it's probably in, why it wasn't your music here. news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember if it's 02 or three. Yeah, it anyway. was two thousand three. It was two thousand three. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep going. But I just want to know who influenced who. Okay, that's what that's all I'm trying to figure out. Got it, Dave. Loud and clear. <laughs> uh, okay, Keenan Thompson makes his first appearance on SNL this year. This is, this wow. is the yeah, still on, still doing it. He's just a kid. <laughs> Um, That's what okay. I felt like back then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but he already looked way older than he did on all that, even though it wasn't <laughs> that far of a gap. It was like, yeah, I, I still I was shocked. I, I it was, yeah, it was cool. Okay, uh, some debuts. Joe Millionaire on Fox. Remember so, that. So the, okay, this is a trend of Bachelor and Bachelorette like shows. There's a bunch of these mm-hmm. that yep. premiere this year. 
Another one that premieres in 03 is The Bachelorette because it was The Bachelor last year. Now The Bachelorette right. premieres on ABC. The other ones that are like this at all that all premiere this year are, I wrote it down, Average Joe on yep. NBC. It was Average, Average Joe. Average Joe. I watched Di- that. Different from Joe Millionaire. It was a similar so, premise? <laughs> I see. Like I, I was trying to think of this, and I, uh, I don't remember. I think I Joe, remember Millionaire Joe Millionaire was the one where they – which one was the one where they thought he was a millionaire and he wasn't? That was Joe Millionaire. Joe Millionaire. He was actually a fireman. Right. Average Joe was a bunch of nerdy guys dating a girl. Okay. And And they were rich. No, they just were. Uh, (laughs) No, they're average Joes. They're just average. Yeah. yeah. And it was like kind of cool at first because they're like, oh, she's going to have to like get to know them by their personality. But then like. She chooses halfway between him or money, right? Was that this no. one? Then halfway through the season, they bring on a bunch of hunks, oh. and and oh. then and then she has to like compete with them. Okay, so that's average Joe. There's also the Joe Schmo show, which was on Spike, which is also this year. That was. I think this is the one where it's all fake except for him. Right. Like he doesn't know it's a prank. He- which they just did that premise on uh, Jury Duty on Hulu, which was great. Exactly. You, guys, you, you yeah. guys should watch it if you haven't. Jury Duty is great. Kristen Wiig is on the Joe Schmo show. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that that was that that one, the Joe Schmo. I show. think so. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, that's a lot of that this year. Big premiere this year. Big for us. We've talked about the show a lot. Wasn't originally on VH1. It was on the WB for the first season or two. A surreal life. So real life is this year. Mm. So um, real life, yeah. It was on D- WB, and the it's first on WB season first. It was on WB, yeah, yeah. The first season cast is Gabrielle Carteris, MC Hammer, Corey Feldman, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Lewis, Jerry M- M- Manti, Manti, Vince Neal from Survivor, right? Jerry, yes. oh right. Vince Neal mm-hmm. and Brandy Roderick. So the, the one thing Saw I do it. remember, Corey Feldman gets married on the show. I was going to say that. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. And and MC Hammer uh, is the he presides over it. He's the <laughs> officiant. He's, he's the officiant. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so that was for real life. You have. Wait. Can I just say? Yeah. Can I just say one more dating show that happened at that time that I always really remember, and it. It was called Mr. Personality, and all the guys wore these, they look like MF Doom masks, so she couldn't see them and had to go off of their personality, and that was hosted by Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. That is crazy. I remember that show for sure, yeah. yeah. Let's keep going. That's So Raven, Disney Channel, premiered. Mm, Hillary's Did- done, right, but... That's a Raven. Right. That's a Thanks Raven comes place. out. Huge Disney star. Didn't watch it, but it was there. I remember. Um, it's nuts. Big show for, I feel like everybody we went to high school with, the most quoted show I can think of, Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show was 2003. Mo- 2003. 2003. Yeah. The premiere Chappelle Show. Now, the, the, the quoting wasn't until the second season, really, but the first season premiered in 2003. The quoting started. Quoting. The quoting. Yeah, I mean, yes, it was everywhere. It was every day around the halls of our high school. Every yeah, day, people probably, just right? people just yelling, "I'm Rick James, bitch!" Every day, or doing the little John thing. It was 
every day. Cultural phenomenon, could, that show. That show captured that. Yeah. everybody, our age, older, younger, everybody was watching Chappelle's show. So that was big. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC starts in 2003. Mm. That's right. They just had their like, 20th around. anniversary. Um, Real Time with Bill Maher also premieres on HBO this year. I so. saw that. I held back. I saw it. Um, <laughs> punked. Huge. That's on MTV this year. Mm-hmm. America's Next Top Model premiered on UPN. It was on UPN yeah. originally. America's I was going to bring this up, but you did. It's kind of fashion news. Right, it is. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's did, okay. Didn't think about that. It's a big TV show. Uh, last Comic Standing on NBC. I feel like a lot of comedians, comics that. we know probably yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of started out here. Queer Eye, Bravo, which came back and is huge now, right? That premiered in 03. Uh, I feel like this is like a Brandon show. Nip Tuck premiered on FX in 2003. <laughs> Never Nip seen it. <laughs> feel, feel like it's a Brandon show. Um, <laughs> no, because isn't that a Ryan Murphy show? Early Ryan Murphy. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Also highly controversial because they're basically showing nudity on like network, on the cable on TV. It was on FX. It was like as close to nudity as like you like they right. ever con- like it was crazy. That show I remember like thinking I'd want would want to watch because it was like kind of racy. Yeah, but like not being interested in, in the story, so like finding it boring. Right. Yeah, they're plastic surgeons. I don't really know. I what tried. Else. I think it probably went off the rails. Reno nine one one Comedy Central one of Leslie's favorites. Uh, That's a classic. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Undeniable. It's, it's a good thing to just like have on. It's, it's what like it's it's yeah. it's a, you know what I mean. Very funny. Uh, the OC on Fox. Big. Watched it. Very tough. That was big about. for me, too. Yeah. My brother. Never saw it. Didn't watch it either, big, but big. a lot of people did. And um, it was also big for introducing like those indie rock bands at the time. Ah. Because like right. Modest Mouse was on it, mm. and I want to say Franz Ferdinand, but that could be wrong. The Walkman, for sure. So Huge. I watched probably every episode of at least the first season of the show, Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica on MTV. Nick, like I watched that crap. Yeah, you did. Everybody did. No, I oh, said I said I watched that crap. Oh, <laughs> it was crap. But I watched. I know it. we all did. It was a big. Would th- you say like chicken? I didn't know there's chicken, chicken in the sea or something. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah, it's tuna. Something like that. Yeah, she was being a dumbass. She was being a dumbass. <laughs> she didn't want to say the Lord's name in vain, so she would say, "Oh my God." Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Anderson Cooper three sixty. Still on CNN, us, right? think so. Got a couple Brandon shows in a row here. Two and a Half Men on CBS. Big Brandon <laughs> show. And then NCIS big. also premiered on CBS. Another big mm-hmm. Brandon one. Never seen an episode <laughs> of it. I don't know why you lie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, One Tree Hill and WB. Big, big, big show. One Tree Hill. Was that Superman? No. That no. Was, uh, no. That's Smallville. No. That's Smallville. Smallville. Okay. Um, you have... Both Viva La Bam and Wild Boys on MTV, the post-Jackass shows. Jackass. With, with, uh, with, the, with the Jack Boys. Spin-offs. Yeah, the spinoffs. Uh, Arrest Development on Fox took on a life of its own years later. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, One of the best. Dirty Jobs, Discovery Channel. Great. Oh, yeah. That guy would get into a lot of shit, right? <laughs> yes. That people didn't want yes. to do. I remember, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Intrigued me. Never really saw. But I think they still show reruns of that. Like, it was like a huge Discovery Channel thing. Yeah. And then uh, Dave mentioned this already. The Simple Life. Nicole Richie, Paris, Paris Hilton. Nicole. Yeah. Fox. Big. I watched that crap too. Yeah. That was that was funny. All right. That crap. So that's my classic <laughs> listing. I'm not gonna list the shows that ended. It's too long. 
But you don't want to? No, because I have a clip. <laughs> oh yeah, clip show. Clip show. So I messed up. I have to admit what? I messed up. I messed up with something, guys. I have to admit something on the show right now. It would have oh it would have been better to do this in two thousand two. It would have made a little more sense. But I just learned that in two thousand two, the TV Guide made a list of the worst shows in the history of television. It was a list from 2002, but this show is still ongoing, so it still applies. Plus, the clip I have is from 03, but it would have been better to present this in 02, undoubtedly. Number one show on the list of TV Guide's worst shows in the history of television. I think you guys know what it is. Let's play it. It's Jerry Springer. Worst show? Yeah, TV, TV Guide. Listen. I don't know if you remember at the time. The show was... Listen, we love this. We R.I.P., I mean, first of all. Yeah, so I, we, we, we talked about it off pod. R.I.P. to Jerry Springer. Legend. And I, as soon as he died, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, man, why have I not done a Jerry Springer thing on Dan and Bravo, the TV segment? He, right. he deserves it. Huge, I should have done it in the 90s. It's probably when it premiered. But it's not too late. The show is still on. So I found a clip from 2003, well, full episode. It's called Along Came a Mistress, and it is honoring Jerry Springer, but also TV Guy decided this is the worst show in the, in the history of television. I mean, yeah, he was under fire. I mean, it was like smut. It was, but why was it the worst? Because like it was morally like I think it just yeah, always had fishy. a lot of controversy. Yeah, it. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just like considered but, just total trash but it was hmm. like it was like the most entertaining it's thing like very entertaining though it's like hard to say worse if it's like i think you put yourself into a 2002 america mindset dave like it, like yeah this was the attitude like you know about a lot of stuff back then i guess so i, but I mean you know i think there's worse shows than jerry springer but of course there are i mean you're like i'm gonna go on the record like i'm not defending this i want to play a clip because i love this so much and we, we were texting <laughs> yeah, each yeah, other i know I know, I know. I just wanted to say, like, I wanted it to be clear that I don't think it's the worst. I think it's one of the best. It is one of the best. I mean, until something if I had happens to, on if this If I had to criticize, I mean, yeah, you can, be, you can make an argument that he's just totally exploiting I mean, are, these people that are, are aren't smart. Lot of, like, there are also a lot of really poorly aged clips just with the language used on the show and talking about people and exploiting them. But not all of them were like that. It's clear that these people are playing like playing it up, and sometimes it's yes. fake. Sometimes yes. You think it's oh, I guess maybe some of it could be real. Yes, but I think at least towards the end, like it's almost always like exaggerated. And yeah. Anyway, roll the clip. I'm sorry. Um. So the full name of the video Long on YouTube Jerry. is Jerry Springer Show 2003. Along came a mistress. Web rip. Nosy. AAC two zero H two six four. Trump sucks. Um, Hell yeah. So, okay. Clip from 03, Jerry Springer. We miss you. Another little secret for his wife. No one's taking my man from me. We're soulmates, and that's the way it's going to stay. <laughs> the in- like the intro with the drums. So here comes Steve. Yeah, he gets cheers. Listen to what they say. I love it. Dude, they embrace it. It's so cool. They embrace it. Yeah. yeah. The smoke. Damn, the music is good. Yeah, it's like 
Almost like Stone Cold. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, yeah, Stone Cold is a good, yeah, like his theme song. So we'll play a little bit of this and then I gotta skip ahead because. He's so beloved. I do think he's kind of a, you know, a nice man. Iconic. He's an icon. It is, yeah, an immoral kind of weird territory, but he has some good messaging at the end. Welcome to the show. My guests today say they felt secrets lurking in their relationships and they're here to untangle the web of lies and mistresses. Please meet Peggy. She says her husband is coming up short in their marriage. Peggy, what is going on? I've been married to this man for seven years. Yes. And I think he's cheating on me. And you have, you just suspect that the guy's cheating on you? Well, he's lacking in home life. Oh. So he's not paying as much attention to me as he has been. Oh, I see. And how long have you been married to him? Seven years. Was it good in the beginning? Yes, sir. Oh, so it was a real good marriage, and then when did it start turning bad in your eyes? About two years ago. It just got to where he just didn't come home, or when he came home he was drinking and drunk. And oh. When he comes home, let's say, and he's not drunk, what excuses does he make? That he was working. Oh, I see. What does he work at? Just different jobs. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know this uh, young lady, Sarah? That's a friend of mine. Okay. Well, let's see what she has to say about all this, huh? Here she is, Sarah. <laughs> Here we go. What the uh -oh. No problem, dude. <laughs> 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 the bat. <laughs> so it's a friend of hers that's apparently the mistress. <laughs> and they play the, the bell to start fighting. <laughs> yeah, they always do that, the bell. Yeah, that's right. I've been, I've been sleeping Come with on. your husband. Yeah. Not no more, months. bitch. You want to make a no, bet Yeah, on? I sure do. You ain't no more. I bet you I ain't touching it. I keep your Oh. You know what? You make his life miserable. No, <gasps> you're the one who makes him miserable. He's happy with me. The reason he got miserable is because he brought your fat, skanky ass there. Well, you oh, know what? Oh. His fat, skanky ass looks better than you. Right. Oh. Yeah, this is what I wanted to get to. So, she just, they just start flashing their boobs. Censored. Now they're both going nuts, getting naked. Get the crowd cheer and take off oh your clothes. God. Yeah, so this is. <laughs> so yeah, they're both basically fully naked now. It, it, it elevated into full nudity. <laughs> okay, and now the, the ring. Yeah, dude, it's the funniest shit. Um, all right, we pause there. Wait, why would that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. We're already it's three so minutes good. into the yeah. episode. Okay. Already <laughs> okay. So let me skip ahead to this other mistress that this guy has, and then the guy comes out, and then we'll all end all end the segment. Okay. Here we go. Well, and he told me that he loves me, and that and I lost my virginity to him, and he. Oh. And I'm 18 years old. Yeah, you're 18 uh -oh. also. So he's sleeping with you. Ugh. So he's sleeping with both of you now. Wait, what? Did you the woman's know still that naked. Yeah. Sleeping with her? Yeah. Well, why he said he was going to leave her and come here. Oh, boy. I got to meet this guy. Here he is. Here's Chris. Here we go. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I got to meet this guy. It was a mistake. An 18 year old. A mistake. virgin. It was a mistake. Oh, baby. you're a sick bastard, is what you are. You're a sick bastard. Baby. And no, you're don't naked. Baby me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're baby me. It was a mistake. Here, take the virgin. Here, take her. Take her. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. We, I mean, <laughs> we, we can watch this whole thing, but like, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's unreal. I just. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> I still can't <laughs> wrap my Dude. mind around like how that, how it just like evolved so quickly to them just being completely nude. Yeah. Like she, <laughs> the, the wife was like, I guess, poking fun at the bigger woman's figure <laughs> And she was right. like, oh, you mean these? And like, and then that's when she like showed her boobs. And then that elevated it to both of them just getting naked, I guess. It's like a competition. <laughs> but it's also, it's the crowd egging it on. And they're yeah, in right. that environment. They're like, okay, let's do like, let's go all out. It's just a part of the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's nuts. And then <laughs> so there was another insane. girl who was very young, who was also sleeping with us yeah. when she said she was 18. She looks really young. Yeah, yeah she said she, she's... I don't know. I mean, this is the worst TV show. <laughs> you know, I'm walking it back. Like, this is trash. Yeah, but we were laughing really hard. It, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it is entertaining, no doubt. But shame on you, Jerry. <laughs> it was my favorite thing about being able to stay home from school when sick, is yeah. watching Jerry Springer. It was my favorite. It was Praying so funny. to God funny. I'd be sick a couple times a year. Right. Just so I can stay home and watch <laughs> Jerry. So funny. That and Price is Right too. Watch that a little bit, but yeah, some wholesome stuff. Too. But Jerry, because when else are you gonna watch it? I mean, you know, there wasn't YouTube. I think maybe maybe just it wasn't fully it wasn't fully functional. It was it was not still when we were in high school. Yeah, so yeah, I always loved like 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 you said like the wrestling music and like the <laughs> font like like it's just like yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. presentation of it is just insane yeah like yeah, it's like metal but it's like stone it's like wrestling metal like they've said it's like stone cold and there has to be some overlap with like the fan base oh for sure yeah but yeah of any full episode to be on youtube from 2003 it feels like it was a good one <laughs> yeah embracing the title of worst show ever now, please, Dan, tell us that you have a where are they now for those people <laughs> <laughs> yeah where are they now um Man, I don't. That's more of a. That's more your territory, man. Don't you do? No, Dave does. Where are they now? Yeah, I do. I can start doing Jerry Springer people too. I usually just do like <laughs> musicians uh, that we covered on, on the show already. But why not? It might not be Jerry as Springer happy people. as when Shark Tank does it, for example. Like when Shark Tank shows right. like yeah. <laughs> these businesses now that are thriving, might be a little different. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's launch into fashion news. Uh, fashion. Fashion. <laughs> yes, fashion your regular pants belts. Uh, let's talk about the news items that we really shook the fashion world up. And uh, we'll start with a style icon of the era. SJP. What does it stand for, Dan? Stone Jemple Pilots. <laughs> Stan Jan Pundy. <laughs> Stan Jan Pundy? No, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Are you gonna are you gonna uh, put her down too? Cause then she's married to Mr. Broderick, Dan? Uh yes. <laughs> SJP Second Jurassic Park. Second Jurassic Park. <laughs> Second Jurassic Park. The Lost World. No, SJP. SJP's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's shitty by association. No, I like her. They're like the, the dominant 
New York couple, I feel like. Yeah. Um, in August 2003, the non-duplicatable 2000-style icon Sarah Jess Parker signed a ludicrously lucrative deal with Garnier to appear in TV and print advertisements promoing their Nutrice uh, hair products. So that's a big development. I always remember those commercials. Yeah, I did too. Not necessarily hers, but just Garnier Fertis in general. Or yeah, it was. that is right. embedded into my brain. Yep. And Herbal Essences. That's another one. Yeah. There she is. New Garnier Nutrice. Nourished hair, better color. And yes, of course, you can find this picture and every other picture discussed on the segment on our Instagram. Better color for her. Although I do like when she goes curly more. I have to... She goes curly. My stance. Garnier. That's the commercial. So it's always Garnier. Yeah. Well, I guess now we know Garnier is a carry. (laughs) Okay. Model news. Why wouldn't they get, or maybe they have gotten, why wouldn't they get Jennifer Garnier? Oh. It's too easy. Spokesperson. Too easy. That's what it is. It's too easy. I want to go a little bit more complicated. Model news. Kate Moss. Nope. The connection's kind of bad, man. Missed the last few seconds of what you said. It was like cutting in and out. Model news. I miss your response to Better. Jennifer Garner. Yeah, it's okay. You'll hear it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> question for the panel. Did you know that Heron Chic model Kate Moss had fronted the cover of 17 issues of W Magazine? Oh. W, no relation to the then-present day U.S. president, mm. by the way, uh, including one with nine different covers that featured her. Let's see one of them right now. Hey! Probably because of this fantastic feat, W named Moss its official muse in its September 2003 issue. Amusing news indeed. And that's a W for W Magazine. Well, I, I just wanted to say about Kate Moss, there's a few people I have this with. I have face blindness with her. I never Mm. recognize her or remember what she looks like. Every time you run into her, you're like, ah, you. (laughs) Yeah. She's part of the Philly crew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brandon and her had a a thing. Had a thing, but he keeps. But he he couldn't remember. Forgetting her her face. Yeah, her face. Now was the issue. Like she would yell to him and be like, W Magazine. Who are you? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't really, okay. I don't really know what W her, magazine is about. Well, that, but Kate Moss either. Like I don't really. It's a, it was a name. She, it was not a face for me. It was a little bit more popular in the '90s. I think she's starting to wane a little bit in the early 2000s, but still a prominent, you know, English model. She dated a lot of rock stars, and Johnny Depp, who I guess is a rock star too. So, um, Pete, the Pete from uh, the Libertines. He did uh, Pete Yorn. Not Pete Yorn, Pete something from the Libertines. And he, like, had a heroin uh, addiction, like, very publicly, and, like, they were, like, both on heroin. Anyway, cool stuff. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's not all for models. Pete Doherty, right. Pete Doherty, I think. Um, Doherty, okay. Heidi Klum, Halloween's favorite child, and, oh, yeah, super gorgeous supermodel. 
was coolly featured in the 2000 video game James Bond 007 Everything or Nothing, where she portrays the villain Dr. Katya Nadanova. I was pretty surprised Danny didn't bring this up before, so yeah. he's picking up a shit Danny dropped <laughs> earlier in the episode. Didn't play that game. Didn't play that game, but James Bond Nightfire was one of my favorites of that game. Right. Well, this game is the true final time Irish actor Pierce Brosnan appeared as 007 James Bond in a public setting. I'm sure like in his private life, he, he still is James Bond, but to the public, this is the last time we ever saw it because it came out after Die Another Day, his last movie. Let me just show you, Katya. Uh, hmm. Pretty different from Kloom. I, I wouldn't say that's Kloom looking at her. <laughs> Video game... All- Miss Kloom also made an unforgettable showing in Blue Collar Comedy Tour, the movie, as Victoria's Secret Sales Girl. So I got the four guys of the Blue Collar <laughs> Comedy, the movie, Jeff, Which I, Bill, uh, I don't. Ron, and I, I watched this whole thing. You did? Yeah. Did you, did you recognize Heidi Kloom in the mix? No. Victoria's Secret Sales Girl? Well, I don't, you know what? Now, I don't know if I saw it. I saw this one of their famous, uh, well, popular specials where it was all four of them. I guess it's the movie. I don't know what else it would be. Like, there's like one long yeah. special that features all four of them. I guess it's this. Right? Got to be this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just called Blue Collar Comedy Tour, but like on the DVD cover, it's like uh, it's a movie. Just to make sure it still holds up. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heidi. I think On Display is a more appropriate name for Madame Klum. She's in two movies. She's everywhere. She's not hiding at all. More model news. Devin Aoki, ever heard of her? Yeah. In, uh, Turn of the century model and, uh, oh, yeah, Steve's little sis. Too Fast, Too Furious, I think. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, she took shape in two feature-length films this year, the first being Too Fast, uh, Too Furious, as Ludacris's character's helper, Suki... There she is, helping yep. Luda. And also, the second being uh, the death of a dynasty playing the role of Picasso. There's, <laughs> there's her as Picasso. Seems like an acting career is going A-OK for A-OK. <laughs> uh, Dior <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so let's move away from the models to get too much attention. Let's talk about the behind-the-scenes people. And the uh, companies at large, in the world of Christian Dior SE, the Chris 47 Steel Watch was released in 2003 as a maternal cousin of the original Chris 47 Aluminum. So, we, you know, there's here's a steel version. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's stainless or not, but I mean, I can probably put a couple stains on that thing. <laughs> Plus, Bernard Arnault. not. <laughs> That's not all in Dior uh, news. Bernard Arnault, Helene Mercier Arnault, and Sidney Toledano, whoever they fucking are, I don't know who's uh, were all sworn witnesses in the opening of the Dior flagship boutique in the Amo Tesando district of Tokyo on 7 December 2003. Truly adorable. Uh, watches, uh, witnesses, Dior, you feeling seen much? <laughs> All right, let's move on to other uh, companies. 
uh, Adidas in 2003. How sporting was it for Adidas to file a lawsuit in a Great British court challenging Fitness World Trading's usage of a two-stripe motif, very similar to Adidas' world-renowned three-stripes motif. Uh, the court ruled that despite the simplicity of the markings, Fitness World's use was infringing because the public could establish a link between that use and Adidas's stripes. And those are uh, the famous stripes. My favorite number is three. I always thought that was a classy move. Um, but uh, I don't know. All day I dream about stealing intellectual property. <laughs> Come on, guys. Hey, I would go as far as saying that workers of fitness world trading should be put behind the Adidas stripe-like bars of the prison system for their transgressions. Lock them up. Uh, and then I have a little story about a company we all heard of um, but has faded away, for sure. In the early 2000s, these were the prime years for the company we used to know and love uh, as Von Dutch. Remember Von Dutch? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think of, like, like Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Yeah. Celebs, big and small, were spotted wearing a variety of Von Dutch apparel, such as jackets, t-shirts, but most notably... The trucker hats. Yeah, the hats. Ranker, ranker. <laughs> Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake played a vital role in the rise of VD. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about Von Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> On DMGA, a guy from the company met with Spears in LA in 2002 and convinced her to wear the brand. Not, but soon afterward, uh, Spears and Timberlake made national news with their breakup and just so happened to be wearing corresponding Don Dutch trucker hats on the cover of People. The exposure helped grow the, ba- the brand, and it began selling, like, really selling. Um, other famous folk, such as Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Ashton Kutcher, and Beyonce were seen wearing the $100 worth uh, trucker hats on top of their stunning heads. Kutcher was constantly seen rocking Van Von Dutch in the early aughts, especially on broadcasts of his puckish prank program, Punked. All of this is to say the Von Dutch's popularity peaked this year, 2003, with sales of over 33 million and counting. As Tim wow. McGraw would say, truck yeah. And then I have, I have a couple <laughs> pictures. This is Britney Spears on top of her, uh, I think... I don't uh, know if they started getting in this year line. Not, but Federline. Right, forgot about that. Federline. Big one. Kevin Federline. She's got the, the Von Dutch hat on. And then I got JT wearing like a winter coat, nice chain necklace, and uh, with the pie sign on? I think it's a pie symbol, maybe. Um, and the Von Dutch trucker hat, of course. So, yeah, I forgot to bring this up in the years prior, but this was a huge trend uh, that peak this year and um i think there's a hulu documentary about the rise and fall there's like some weird stuff going on behind the scenes with that company but maybe i'll watch it for next time and update you guys (laughs) report back report back dave you might have said this in a previous year already but it's a rough era for fashion it's rough well last year we talked about how 2002 was the worst 
Vice magazine said it was the worst year in fashion history. It's this whole era, man. I mean, this this year just doesn't seem that much better. <laughs> yeah. Von Dutch, like, how's that, like, the next step in fashion at this point? After yeah. the 70s and 80s, like, all these 90s, all these interesting looks that we concocted as a, as a society. Von Dutch, come on. We mm. can do better. Now we've moved on to those red <laughs> b- shoes that... Those that toy look like, red uh, shoes. Right, look like a. They're from a video game. Yeah. In this, in the two thousands, basically, yeah, like or N sixty four game. Somebody was wearing them courtside at one of the games in the uh, in the Eastern Conference play championship wow. last week. Are you allowed to wear those during uh, the games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was Jason Tatum. He was wearing them. <laughs> well, that's it for fashion news, Brandon. We're. Moving on over to you. Thank you, Dave. Well, maybe similar to fashion, one of the worst food trends Uh of the year. Uh oh. Oh, it's Brandon's food segment. 2003. Is fast, fast home, like TV dinner meals. Heat and eat. Heat and eat. Oh, they're back? They're back. Uh, I don't know if they'd ever went away, but they're back bigger than, but not better than ever, but more ambitious than ever. Okay. There's some like um, new improvements or like uh, new, they're taking it to new new heights, the the frozen food. New heights, Uh, at least trying to. Bigger brands getting involved, not mm, just like the ones that were doing it. So like Chili's. Uh, or not? Chill, sorry, f- no. Fr- sorry, like fr- uh, TGI Fridays. I remember, like I remember getting that. into that, right? Yeah. Um, like the mozzarella sticks, and like the appetizers at home. Ugh. But yeah, that was. Those are just some of the ones listed for like the appetizers and stuff. But like specifically the like the ones that were presented as nutritious, like uh, like the hungry man, you know, things. Yeah. Like the complete yeah. meals where it would be like mm. this is what. This is everything you need to feed your family, and and shoppers at yeah. were at uh, were looking for convenience and wanting just to be told that this is nutritious and not really do much research. It seems like and Ugh. getting fed these like fancy looking meals, even though they really really weren't. We definitely had these. The other in really my household, this kind yeah. of stuff, yeah, because they were easy, yeah. The other really big thing that popped up is, and now they're everywhere all the time. Were uh, tarts? What? Pop tarts. He said popped up. Pop tarts. Yeah, pop tart. Popped up. Pop tarts. Sorry, I, no, I ate a lot of pop tarts. <laughs> so good. Go ahead, Mm-mm, Dave. Mm-mm. <laughs> going <laughs> off of not not ramen, but like the instant noodle, and not like cup of noodle, but like the fancier. Asian noodle bowls, mm. like Thai kitchen, uh, chow mein, like, you know, ones where you'll, it, it's kind of like the ramen setup where it comes with a packet sauce, but it's a little bit more intricate and all that. So just all these in- instant meals were, were really starting to pop up. Like pop uh, So that was like the biggest trend that I found. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll end a little bit on, on some commercials that will tie into this a little bit. Now, uh, but Brandon, I did, uh, around this time, I know we had the AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. Did they put their hat in the race? AOL Instant Meal. Instant Meal, yeah. 
Could have been, you know. Dave, yes. AIM could have been. Instant meal. <laughs> AIM could have been known for that instead of uh, <laughs> Messenger. I'm giving Dave the cut it. I'm giving Dave the cut, oh, cut it. it? Okay, sorry. Off, We're uh, running out of time. Off, okay. <laughs> off mic, I'm giving Dave the like the Jonah Hill gift. The Jonah Hill gift. Okay, okay. Like, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, like, Brandon. Like, nah, man. Okay, so I want to read some of the. <laughs> Some of the worst <laughs> foods uh, that were that were around that were introduced and yeah, rated to us. for this year. Some okay. of the worst foods. I don't even think Dave's on a delay. I think he's ahead. I think he's hearing what I'm saying ahead. I'm hearing you talking like while I'm finishing my sentence. Yeah, I didn't think that was possible, but you could do I'm that. I'm adding Zoom. in. I don't know. You know, I'm trying to. No, you are. Give you guys adding in something to bounce off of. Sorry, I'll stop talking. No, Dave, you're Go not ahead. supposed to talk in, on a podcast. I don't. I don't. Oh, think. okay. Sorry, no, we're not doing <laughs> yeah. that. We're not doing that anymore. We just let let Brandon do his thing. We acknowledge quietly. We acknowledge we like quietly. No, going on with the sound. No, there is some <laughs> kind of delay happening, but Brandon, you just got you just got to keep pushing through. I think. Okay, so I'm going to read some of these some of these worst uh, foods. So there was horseradish flavored cheddar was rated yeah uh, which i've actually had before and it's not bad it's not bad so maybe the the public wasn't ready for that um okay french's gour mayo g-o-u-r gore mayo oh gore mayo Go- i didn't even read it out loud gore mayo <laughs> okay oh, I, I i was like mayo. reading it and i was like it, i don't understand what, what is gour mayo okay. right yeah the gour mayo <laughs> yeah okay so it's french's gore mayo wasabi horseradish and chipotle chili flavored light mayonnaise all together <laughs> so one thing everything that's, that's one thing <laughs> dude that's try a, one at first oh no i'm sorry first. it's two i'm sorry it's yeah, two mayonnaise okay. it's, it's Okay, wasabi, horseradish, and chipotle chili. Uh, I would try that. I would that try sounds that. fine. That Ch- sounds fine. Chipotle chili, easily. The other one, I don't know. Wasabi. I, I would go for it. Horseradish. It's a lot of spice. That's a lot of heat. Wasabi, horseradish. That's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be. I'd be into that. Okay, Skippy squeeze sticks. Um, I guess they were just peanut butter in a tube. That What's was wrong uh, with that? Uh, brilliant. What's wrong with that? Brilliant. They're on I this like list of, of worst. This is a worst. List of like, is like the worst tasting, or was like dumbass ideas? Like we hate the ideas. I think so just stupid. like yeah, bad idea. I think just bad ideas. Um, okay. Okay. Here, here are some here, here are some weird ones. So this could be good. Kellogg's. Oh, actually, this see, this would be kind of good too. No, maybe <laughs> when I was a kid. Kellogg's Ego Fruit Loop waffles. Fruit Loop. Okay, so, so they they're just are Fruit Loop. Are they cereal or are they like uh, waffles? Probably a waffle, right? Like I a think, full waffle. I think it's like a, a waffle, full waffle with like little bits of cereal, probably uh, involved. Could maybe work, or is it Fruit Loop flavored? Oh yeah, maybe it's like Fruit Loop batter or something. Yeah, I'm picturing a full waffle, and it's like multicolored. It's like a like a big Fruit Loop, but it's waffle fruit texture loop flavored. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it would be it would be Probably too it would be, be too much. It wouldn't be bad, but it was just too much, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These like vegetables that were like like meant to like grow and I guess propagate in your fridge. They were, like one was called hydromain, hydro hydro romaine. 
So it would mm. be like lettuce that like you would put in your fridge like with the roots and it would like start continually growing. grow. But I don't. Okay. I, I think that's. I don't think it worked. Mm. Um, it sounds uh, like a so good idea, honestly. Maybe there's. Yeah. So I think were bad executions of good ideas. Bad execu- I think maybe that's just kind of the, the, the trend with all these is these. This is when, you know, especially with commercials popping probably bigger than ever now. Just so far, I would everything. eat all this. So far, I'm eating all of it. Yeah. 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 So far, um, I want to get all these f- for my next grocery trip. Um, you're just you're just writing my grocery list, Brandon, <laughs> for this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would definitely I would definitely try those. Um, so I want to share some commercials. Okay. So first, <laughs> first one was we're gonna go off of the uh, the hungry man ad. Just you know, we were just talking oh, right. about the hungry Swanson. man meals. Mm-hmm. What'd you have for dinner? Mm, pound and a half of barbecued chicken, boneless pork ribs, and mashed potatoes. You? <laughs> Piece of quiche, sprouts, and a side salad. Sounds good. Oh, is he too oh, yeah, dude. Should have had a new Hungry Man XXL, an extra large portion of the food <laughs> and love. <laughs> I remember XXL, that campaign. I remember full. another dude. commercial that was the same message, where it was You're in a the, yeah. where it was in the locker room. You remember the one in the locker room? I remember that commercial. Same idea by Hungry uh, Man. They the s- man who ate. Quiche and what? What else did he eat? Sprouts or something. Yeah, he, he ate like this, like dinky, yeah, food, a like healthy meal. Weakling yeah. food. No, it's weakling. Yeah, and you're not a man. Yeah. He's at a birthday party celebration, and someone blows out the candles of the, of the cake, and the man who's eaten this low tes- testosterone yeah. food, he f- got blown over by the kid. Yeah, for man up, bro. Yeah, because he was so light from this meal. But it's funny because like he's also big, like the other guy is. They're both yeah, big yeah, dudes. exactly. Yeah. Like the but the other guy's like, yeah, I had what did he say? I had ribs or something. What did he say? I can't remember. He had like chicken. Was it pork? It was barbecued boneless chicken. Oh, but and then next the, to it was ribs. <laughs> the commercial doesn't one address the fact that it could have just been the kid's birthday wish. For their dad to get blown across the table oh, and knocked into the cabinet. Could have yeah. been a 90s uh, film plot. Just saying. This was an ongoing campaign because I specifically remember the same exact message with another Hungry Man commercial where they're in a locker room. It's like two dudes talking about what they just ate. It's like a, it's like a sauna locker room type deal. Like they're wearing towels. Right. Russian bathhouse. <laughs> Possibly. And... Okay. You know, he was like, I had cheese fries. Or, and like he says like something else, some other like, bigger food. And the guy's like, I had like a Caesar salad. And then, yeah, he I think the guy either gets a blow dryer or some kind of air thing going and the guy blows away. Same same exact <laughs> commercial. It's pretty funny. Yeah. You're supposed to have like, you know, like your main meat and then your side meat. Your side <laughs> and, meat. Then and then no like vegetables. And then like starch on the side. Yeah. Like there's like always like a little shitty brownie in the in a little corner. Right, yeah, and it gets way it gets way too fucking hot because you're heating it up with everything else, and it's just everything's unevenly heated. <laughs> that's that's how men like yeah. it. Yeah, I love things unevenly heated. <laughs> I love how it says XXL too, like Hungry Man XXL. So this is now going along with the adventurous uh, food making 
Okay. Uh, this is Strawberry Blasted Honeycomb. And the main reason I wanted to play this is just because of the, 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 the CGI so of the time here. Oh, right. Remember this? Strawberry Blasted Honeycomb! Right, the kid. <laughs> It's so bad. That honey sweet crunchy crave with a blast of strawberry flavor. New strawberry blasted honeycomb already assembled in this handy box and part of this good breakfast. You are so grounded. Who is that guy? Haven't we talked about the honeycomb guy before? Yeah, like what? What? Maybe. What, like what is he? Is he? Uh, what kind like of? A, it's like a gremlin. Is he? It's kind of gremlin. Yeah. But kind of Taz. Kind of Sonic. Right? Kind of Sonic. Kind of Sonic. Taz is a good call. Oh, his like, name yeah. is Crazy. Craving. Okay. His name is Crazy Craving. He's a wild haired marsupial like character. Oh. Now, like, so he... it's so funny. The animation, it's like the Beast Wars show. Remember, like, the old Beast Wars show? Right. And, uh, like, Jimmy Neutron, like, yeah. that, like, type of, like, animation. Yeah. Like, oh, but so plugged weird. into real, a real life setting. Like, the, like, the, yeah. the boy, yeah. I guess, so, Sass was supposed to be like the boy's. Desire being embodied or pers- I, I, personified. Yeah, I think he just turns in. Like yeah. he turned, he was turning into that creature. He about honeycomb. And yeah, I want a honeycomb. Was honeycomb good? I, I don't. I don't remember. I don't really remember honeycomb. Honeycomb I sucked. Never, I don't think I had it. Did it suck, Dave? I don't know. No, actually, it was probably fine. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I didn't really have it that much either. I think I was more of a cinnamon toast crunch. And, I uh, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, definitely. Yeah, there were there were better of like pebbles. of the of the terrible for you cereals, all the sugary ones. There there were better ones than Honeycomb. Yeah. yeah. So this one Reese's Puffs. This just, one I gotta say <laughs> I was candy. surprised to see that this existed. Then I thought okay. this was a much more recent innovation, and I think Dan, we've talked about this. I do think this is one of the best. Items you can get at any fast food restaurant. Whoa. I'm excited. At all. What, are, what are we talking about? Let's see. The McGriddle. Oh, I love McGriddle. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. What you got there? It's a McGriddle sandwich from McDonald's. Okay, watch this commercial. What's in it? It's good. It's like a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Except it's got these two griddle cakes with the taste of maple syrup inside. That's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Then again, it's not that bizarre. True. New McGriddles. Bizarre, but it's yummy. It's all okay. relative. So, Dude. Okay, so here's my question. So real quick for the listener, before we before we talk about the McGriddle, we have to talk about this commercial. So it's these two guys in a car. They look like they're on a stakeout, like FBI agents or something. Yeah, there's like parts in the neighborhood. And a kid comes out onto the lawn. And But like, yeah, who are these guys? Like, sco- <laughs> they're, they're just parked like, in a suburban neighborhood. <laughs> they're parked in a suburban neighborhood. They're wearing suits and ties. Yeah. And then they're like a kid comes out in a space suit and then he launches into space. But like, what were these guys doing? Is that his front lawn? There's a dog who has a remote hooked up to the space shuttle thing and he yeah. gets launched into space. But that's what makes the, the second guy who's not eating the McGriddle say, I guess it's not that bizarre. I guess it's not that bizarre. You see crazier well, shit every yeah, day. Were they scoping this kid out? It's were a bre- it's a breakfast a item. Out? I took it as they're on their way to work. This is their commute. 
and but why are they stopping though? So they went to McDonald's and then they went back to their neighborhood before work. Or this is like, on the way. This is on. This is like a street that's on the way to work. This could be it. They carpool, and the one guy stopped at McDonald's before he picked up his friend, mm. okay. and like he just got into the car and was like eating the McGriddle while he was waiting for his friend to come into the or coworker. I don't know if they're friends going into the uh, car and they so happen to see the kid who's not in school. So it could be summertime. I'm assuming could be summertime. Could be summertime. Just a lot of questions. It's a little, it's a little, little strange, but yeah, the, the McGriddle. Oh my God. McGriddle is good. It's not that bizarre. I mean, maybe I'm so numb to the idea (laughs) of the McGriddle that I don't think it's bizarre at all, but it definitely, yeah. I think it definitely That's, was, right? I mean, you're put, you know, you're not, I don't know, if I'm having pancakes with syrup yeah. for breakfast, I'm probably not going to have all that other stuff also. Like, like I feel like pancakes is like, really? Pancakes are so much. Like, if I'm eating, pa- number one, I don't really eat pancakes, but if I do, that's I'm not, not the part that is biz- That's not weird. It's all yeah, breakfast that's not the food part you that's, eat together. Yeah, that's not the part that's weird. The part that's weird is that the syrup is in. That's what's weird. Like I thought it was weird the, that you're mixing all the, those things together into a sandwich. No, I mean, it's not no, 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 no. Who was doing that before the McGriddle? Who's who's putting two pancakes together with syrup on it and putting bacon and egg in between and oh, making maybe a sandwich? Explicitly, maybe maybe that a little bit. I thought the pancakes, yeah, as the bun was like the bizarre thing. That's what I'm saying. Them. Yeah. I, well, okay. It's, you're saying would it be bizarre if I was at a breakfast place and had pancakes with sausage and egg and well, no. If you're mixing yeah, it all together into that. a sandwich, it's like, it's like a. It wouldn't be weird at all. It'd be like but the yeah, most normal be, thing. But, but like that happened in my life. The most normal thing that's happened in your life <laughs> is to have a breakfast where you're eating pancakes and <laughs> eggs and bacon and sausage. All, I mean, I, yes. Yeah, I agree. That's a normal every thing time to do. The, like every at a day. diner, I always get like an egg plate, like with stuff, and like a pancake or a waffle. With yeah, it, I usually too. do that. I think the issue here is I'm just not much of a pancake guy. I like never get pancakes. That could be it. Yeah, pancakes are filling. I'm, I usually will split more them. More of a waffle know? person. I still think that the the whole food engineering marvel here is that the the syrup is in the pancake. It's in, it's insane. It's like it's. I so think it's good an added bizarre element, but I think the more bizarre thing is the pancake as the bun. That per- probably has never been seen before. Yeah. Um. Bottom line, Brandon. Yeah. This is the best. <laughs> it's. I haven't really come across a better breakfast fast food item now. I just am surprised this was – I'm surprised this happened this early because I feel like the McMuffin was such a big deal for so long. Maybe it just took a long time for the McGriddle to kind of like overtake the McMuffin, but I, right. I just felt like the McMuffin was the most prevalent uh, well, item that McDonald's had to offer. Definitely for breakfast. I think maybe like good thing McDonald's like trusted this idea – that they kept it on the menu for so long before it really caught on because I don't think I had McGriddle like until like way after I had the McMuffin because oh, I didn't know too. what it was. I think the issue too is like what McGriddle. I don't know what that McGriddle, means. McGriddle, yeah. Like I don't think that means pancake in my, in my mind. Yeah. I think I definitely only had it like within the last like 10 years. Like I definitely didn't have it Yeah. in high school or oh, no way. even college. It's definitely been like the last two days I've tried it. <laughs> all right well that's the food food the, the trend continues people trying to be healthy but not actually knowing anything about being healthy yet <laughs> yeah just they think told, they're being like, healthy. this is good for you yes yeah right all right 
classic. I'm sure some of these people, they ate. The people that I'm about to talk about right now for our last segment, where are they now? Billboard events oh, yeah. of the 80s and 90s. Where are they in the 2000s? Uh, a lot to talk about here. Got a couple of news stories, and then I'll have a few cuts from several albums from 2003. In 2003, where is LL Cool J? Well, he's topping the charts, first of all. Hey, J-Lo. Um, but other than that, he spoke at a U.S. Senate committee hearing on the RIAA lawsuits against Americans distributing or downloading copyrighted music over peer-to-peer network applications. We all did it. We all committed the crime ourselves probably this very year. Um, he appeared to endorse the, the <laughs> he appeared to endorse the RIAA's position claiming illegal file sharing was hurting his sales, fucking with his money, and uh, that his session musicians can't live due to the thwarted income. Uh, Chuck D, on the other hand, provided an, uh, an opposing viewpoint to Cool, summarizing that free file sharing could be leveraged as a promotional tool, and the industry was being overprotective of its copyright protocols yeah chuck d is cool as fuck he's he's pretty he's pretty cool cooler than cool mm. j i'll say yeah that. i was <laughs> like uh, i don't know if you knew this dan but at, ahead, sorry, after dude. the trial the famed queen's rapper updated the meaning behind his stage name sorry Sto- stooge name uh from ladies love cool james to lawyers love cool james <laughs> corporate overlord shill and chuck download <laughs> <laughs> Chuck D, Dave. Chuck, Chuck download. download. Chuck I like download. That. Chuck D, Dave. Please. I like that. Okay. I like that. But I mean, obviously, you know, you see, <laughs> see both sides of it. I mean, you know, now, I mean, right, right. I mean, it's not it like El Cool J doesn't have a point. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it is fair. I'm just yeah. we're, we're poking fun at him, but I, yeah. yeah. We grew up getting all this for free for a long time, and it was nice. Yeah, we we're spoiled. <laughs> it was great. Gigabytes, gigs of music. Gigs. Gigs. Gigs and gigs and gigs. But we were getting gigs of music and we were taking away gigs <laughs> from the rec- <laughs> recording artist, maybe. I don't know. Or they had to do more gigs to supplement yeah, their income. Exactly, yeah. Actually. So, a lot of gigs. Okay, so that was LL. How about Phil L. Collins? <laughs> How about we get Phil Phil L. Call J. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get more flowers for our boy Phil. All right. He was always he was like Mm. never respected. Not always. Until I think these last couple years. (laughs) I think these last couple years because uh, Master Collins was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2003 for his many contributions to the art form. And probably also because they felt sorry for the guy. But additionally, in this <laughs> anim, he supplied luscious and wonderful vocals for the character Lucky in the Disney sequel, The Jungle Book 2. So what, oh. what about, how about that? Hmm. Things are turning around for Phil again. Animated? Wait, Jungle he Bo- was Jungle like Book the 2? voice of the character? The character Lucky. Remember wow. him? Maybe it was no. just a singing voice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw the movie, so I don't know. 
that's speaking what and animal singing, what animal is it because it's there's only like one human uh, in the jungle book right uh, no he, maybe he's a human too maybe he's the the first yeah they went wild yeah. in all those like direct to video sequels let's see what he so looks like who knows wait are there any hold on jungle book are there any humans in jungle book mowgli well, mowgli and the and the girl at the end Oh, Jungle Book Two. Oh, oh this. Uh, yeah, of course. This character yeah. looks just like the um, Honeycomb character. <laughs> <laughs> that Phil. That Phil plays. <laughs> He's actually a balding uh, <laughs> vulture. <laughs> yeah, Phil would be a vulture. <laughs> oh, um, okay. I think. What was I gonna say? Oh, I, unrelated to this to Jungle Book, but related to Phil, came to the realization recently. You know what sound by Phil? I I don't like. What? When he goes tropical, he has that that mm. like he has some songs that are tropical. It's not good. Don't like it. He's not a guy that like you really. You know what I'm talking about, right? There's a few. Vacation. There's a few vacation sounds yeah. that I'm. Eh. Nah, he not, shouldn't no. be on vacation. He should be working <laughs> all the time. True. So I wanted to say that. I, a couple songs I heard recently. They're tropical vibes. I kind of agree. Not for him. Nah, don't like it, Phil. I like just about everything else. Yeah, don't, we don't. like when you you're corporate, not, <laughs> but not Disney corporate. Vacay mode. Well, so we got more flowers for Phil. How about uh, an update for Michael W. Smith? <laughs> my God, a much needed update. Oh my we God, haven't heard about him in the no. <laughs> last couple <of> years. <laughs> Had to make sure. Uh, in 1994, Smith opened a teen club called Rock It Town in Nashville, Tennessee, Sixth Avenue. Later, in early 2003, the club was moved to a new location, a renovated uh, warehouse in downtown Nashville. The venue offers a large dance floor, extensive indoor skate park, and a cafe hosting live acoustic music. So, in religion, I've heard of the transmigration of one's soul, but the transmigration of one's teen club? That's something new for me. So good, good for good of Michael. He uh, he's really uh, helping out the teens, the local teens in Nashville. Super getting them off the streets. A super and, uh, religious organized teen club. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Sounds uh, safe. No thanks. <laughs> Move on from this story, yeah. Dave. Okay, I will with this story. In the month of March two thousand three, Michael Bolton joined yes. forces with Lifetime Television, Verizon Wireless. I'm a customer. And um, many, many other terrific organizations to lobby on behalf of the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, wow. urging legislation to provide more assistance for victims of domestic abuse, uh, such as affordable housing options, just to name one single idea, I think brought up by Michael himself. So how about that? Good guy, Mike. Great guy, Mike. I'd like to see it. Great guy, Mike. Great actually. guy, Mike. Bolt on the right side of history. Yep. Bolt on the right side of history. <laughs> Bolt on. Um, yeah, he continues to, uh, to, amaze us. to rule and amaze us. Yeah. All the time. Love Bolton. Always always pleasantly uh, impressed by what Michael does. <laughs> pleasantly impressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was Michael. Let's catch up with Sheena Easton. Sugar Walls, that was a great song that we talked about in the 80s uh, yeah. boardaments. Yep. This year, she began to host Vegas Live, a Vegas talk show with Clint Holmes as her co-host and cohort. Hort. 
he was later replaced by one Brian McKnight. Oh. So, oh. One, did you just say one Brian McKnight as a one was that as a joke? Mm-hmm. dum Yeah. Two. Um, even whatever happens in on Vegas Live stays in Vegas, though. The show was local to the popular vacation <laughs> Nevada vacation stop only to be seen within city limits on channels one and nineteen. So if you were outside of Vegas, you couldn't see Sheena Easton <laughs> in the morning with Brian McKnight. Ah. Uh, and originally Clint Holmes. So, damn, makes me want to move to Vegas yeah. for sure. Because <laughs> hopefully they'll they'll bring it back and we can see Still Sheena <laughs> every morning. One more story, and then we'll get to the albums. Kaja Google, Google. <laughs> okay, the original five piece lineup of the band briefly joined up again on VH1's Bands Reunited this year, mm. two thousand three. Wait. Was that yeah. the that was the name of the show? Bands Reunited. Yeah. I remember that one. I, that was they did uh Flock of Seagulls. They did uh they tried to do the Smiths, but like Morrissey was not having it. Loverboy? Loverboy, I feel like that was one of them too. Oh, this sounds yeah. very familiar. I don't remember that being I don't remember that being the name of the show, but that sounds like that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like a guy he would call up every single member from the original lineup and like try to get them to work out their issues from the past and offer them a gig to play tomorrow night at this club. And uh I think Berlin did it too, now that I remember. Yeah, take my Okay, yeah, that away. sounds okay. Right. Now I'm looking at it. It aired in January of two thousand four, but maybe they re- recorded the episode in two thousand three. Right. That's probably what happened. Wow, yeah, they did ABC, Berlin, Drama Rama, Extreme, <laughs> Flock of Seagulls, yes, okay. Frankie Goes yeah, to rem- Hollywood. I, yeah, this is definitely the show. Romeo Void, Squeeze. Wow. Okay, yeah. The eighties as hell group too shy shy to muster the courage to get together in the previous years before vh1 bravely intervened okay so let's go on to the album what song do they have in a tournament mm-hmm. was was that song it in, was too in i think it was too yeah. shy it was shy. that song was in a tournament yep. too shy, great song too yeah. shy, we, shy. okay let's talk about a couple right, of albums sorry three in particular oh just like us we're three and it's 2003 this is perfect this is kismet Three albums from this year by Borderman Artist released. Uh, first, on July 8th, this album must be A Girl's Best Friend with this title, Diamond Dave? David Lee Roth with his album. Oh my God. Uh, and this selection from that album, Thug Pop. Let's hear it. Thug Pop. Thug Pop. Thug Pop. Oh, my God. Never tried before. For the first time, Thug Pop. More like Motley Crue style from him. Perhaps you 
Oh, he's called Thug Pop in this song. Wow. I didn't know his name. He said, perhaps you know my name, Thug Pop. No. Oh. Did not know. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> it sounds it's like, like you call um, your, your, your grandpa, Thug Pop. It sounds like um, <laughs> like a, 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 a song that a guy that works in um, like your local music store would, would make. Right, like his like, band. Uh, yeah. Sounds yeah, like that. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, like somebody, guitar shop. somebody at a guitar center. <laughs> yeah. Well, guitar it happens to be rock. famous, yeah. you know, rock legend, David Lee Roth, and not the guy that works at Guitar Center. Um, so that's the first one. Good stuff from Dave. Uh, on September 2, maybe consider selling this CD release in like 20 to 30 years for ultimate value because this next thing is vintage by M- Michael Bolton, the aforementioned nice guy. Great guy. This is Daddy's Little Girl. Didn't you play Bolton last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It back-to-back albums in both years? Yeah. Wow. Way different sounds. We used to do the Mark Anthony thing last year. But right, now right, the Mark Anthony this. thing. You're the end of the rainbow My pot of gold Your daddy's little girl Kind of Billy Crystal-y. <laughs> yeah. Almost, right? His first stab at Billy Crystal jazz, for sure. Uh, Rod Stewart seated. Yeah. All right. That's enough of that. But yeah, I'm glad you said that because Rod. lastly on October 14th, I got to get on my cell phone and call my good buddy Sam and request that he play, to, play it again. Play As Time Goes By, the greatest American songbook part two by Rod Stewart, a covers album. Mm. His second in these uh, uh, standards these albums. Were huge. Huge for parents. Yeah, my mom loved this. Yeah. And this cut I'm going to play, I guess, yeah, Bolson was trying to, like, I think, break into this market. It's like, oh, Rod's doing pretty well with this. Let me try doing something vintage. This next cut was with uh, another uh, DBP legend. It's called Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. After one whole quart of brandy, <laughs> like a daisy out way, with no promo <laughs> handy, Roddy Bennett. don't even shake. Men are not a new sensation. I've done pretty well. Babs. Sure. Share. Oh, share. Wow, I like her doing this though. Definitely what you oh, wouldn't expect from Share. I like it though. I like her doing this for some reason. Definitely Billy Crystal jazz as well. Yeah, it's it's in the pantheon of that. She sounds great. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. 
Okay, I mean, that was such like a... Cher's in the clubs at this point. It's interesting to hear her do this. Yeah. 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 Pure dance exactly. music. She was only doing dance, dance music, music then. Yeah, like, she's on the dance charts every year. Yeah. But when you get a call from Rod, you show up. No yeah, I wonder the, what, like, the trajectory the was for Rod, like, I, I just would love to know because then he that's like so he did like I think he did like six of those albums or he something. did a lot yeah yeah but I mean he has a great voice obviously it it fits his voice it suits his voice pretty well but it's interesting because you know he probably got a taste of that uh like when he was doing like what's the, the, the live song from the 90s that it's a big mom hit have um, I told yeah you this is like the next yeah. step I feel yeah. like it's like yes, all right. that's true. It's my troubles, that's what you do. <laughs> you know, who also goes in this direction? I don't know if it's this decade, but it's in a, f- a few years, maybe several years away. Uh, Seal, <laughs> speaking of Heidi Klum. Oh, is he do standards? Talking to you, you know, your Heidi Klum, fashion yeah. segment. Seal also eventually does standards. Yeah, it might be like, like ten years after this. Actually, it might be, might be farther away, but. Seal also eventually. Well, gives up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not fair to call. It, it's not fair to call it giving up. But <laughs> no, he's introducing. He's reintroducing some of these classics to a, a younger generation. Yeah, people in their sixties yeah. instead of people in their eighties and nineties. <laughs> people in their, I guess, like no forties to sixties. Yeah, and then they're and their children. So, children. Yeah, I definitely yeah. was aware of. Thank this you, Rod. Happening. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Rod. Rod. I learned a lot about music history from these albums. My uh, my knowledge wouldn't have been anywhere near where it is now without his contributions to the art form. So we thank him, and we also thank the listeners for sticking with us on this other episode of Dan and Bravo 2000. That, Dave, that's it for your... That's it. Dave, I couldn't yeah. go Dave, further. Where is Kenny Loggins? <laughs> you know, I always... Go looking for my boy, Kenny. He's nowhere to be found these years. I don't know what he's doing. He's Unreal. MIA. You need to dig he's deeper. He's logging out. Damn. He logged out for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are reading full biographies, autobiography. Yeah, maybe I got to start going to the library. And I'm sure there's multiple. Doing my uh, due diligence. Yeah, so that's the beginning of our uh, this, this episode. 2003 <laughs> content. Yeah, the beginning of this episode. <laughs> we still have a lot more. Yeah, it's the halfway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not as... I mean, it would, yeah, we had kind of set this up as saying not the greatest Shit year. Yeah, it's just pretty, pretty just kind of whatever. So we'll see. We're trucking. We're trucking. We'll see if, you know, coming out of the... What did... Dan, how did you say it? Like, we were... We were in this shadow of 9-11 in 2002. So right. we had a lot of... It had a lot of juice. Yes. I think that's exactly right. what I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> 2002 had the juice. This one is the juice is, is drying up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe this is the nadir and we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to jump back up and, uh, and get, and I don't know. We'll see. These are the years where we're just trying to, to move on and keep, keep living. This year gets a pass, I think. These next couple years maybe, maybe get a pass. Because we're still just trying to piece our lives back together. Definitely. 
and this these cultural moments we just talked about is helping us get through this time. Well, to get you through the rest of this time was great. Yeah, I don't know what I, was, I don't know what that was. Uh, I'm presenter Brandon signing off on this Bravo episode of 2003. We'll be back with more 2003 content, and then the next Bravo, 2004. Bye. Presenter 2, Presenter Danny, thanks for listening. Yeah, I think 03, Presenters 3, and 03 ended up being maybe a little better than what I said, and I think... And we were three years old at the time. (laughs) And I saved the year by uh, bringing up Jerry Springer. I'll just say that. Yeah, you did. The year was saved. Thank you, Dan. By Jerry Springer. In a not very... Billy Joel and... True. Yeah, these guys are getting us true. Oh, Billy Michael Joel, too. Bolton, yeah. yeah. Billy Joel. Rod Stewart. Kate Terry Moss. Springer, Kate Moss. Robo Sapien. Robo Sapien, for Sapien. sure, is saving our lives from the terrorist. <laughs> yeah. It's those thousands and thousands of people that died from the earthquake. Oh, my God. Yeah, 34,000. Yeah. yeah, in Iran. Good year. Thank you for listening. Unforgettable year. Von Dutch hat. <laughs> yeah. And you can't see this, but we're all rocking our Von Dutch hat. I sent two copies of Van Dutch hats to my co-presenters, and we're all rocking them at the end of the, of the show. And uh, we're going to bring that look back for you guys in 2023. Okay? Von Dutch. So, Von Dodge. <laughs> Dave, yeah, Von Dodge. Dave sent well, us. Say it. Dave sent us knockoff hats that say <laughs> Von Dodge. <laughs> Dude, I won't have a hundred dollars lying around. Come on. But uh, signing off, we tip our trucker hats to you guys. Thank you for listening. See you at the board bills. Bye. 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 Bye.